time for the BS Sports Show. We want to hear from you, so call us on the BS line. Now, here's Billy Elvis and the BS Sports Show. Tonight, uh, our buddy DC Hendricks will be along. Uh, DC is uh, the avid NBA reporter. SidelineSports.com is uh, his site, and uh, free agency starts tonight at midnight. I love the quote from uh, from Greg Popovich. in bed. I have a feeling there'll be people calling Marcus Aldridge. Though reports have had it that it'll be down between uh, the Spurs and a long-term deal with Portland, and. I think there there are some hurt feelings in Portland. Uh, some hurt feelings because when Marcus Aldridge had said he was going back to Portland, would be a blazer for life. And then they kind of just swooped in and built the team around Damian Lillard. Damian Lillard all of a sudden became the star when Marcus Aldridge had been there in the trenches. And I think that caused uh, some hurt feelings. So Marcus Aldridge has decided to test free agency. And Jim Breiders, our NBA insider last year, told me, he said that, hey, if LaMarcus Aldridge is going to be a blazer for life, why not sign right now? Because the money's going to be the same. Either way. And I th- thought that made sense. What will the Lakers do? Can they land that big man they've been trying to? Will LaMarcus Aldridge be a Laker? It seems slim at this point. Look across the hall. Could he wind up in Dallas or New York as a pillar of the triangle offense? What happens with Kevin Love? Now, obviously, LeBron is going to be going back to Cleveland, or so it would seem. But if Dan Gilbert doesn't reach into those pockets and go deep in the luxury tax, what happens to the Cleveland Cavaliers last year as we knew them? Mont Shumpert, a restricted free agent. Matthew Delvadova, a restricted free agent. Tristan Thompson, restricted free agent. LeBron has opted out. J.R. Smith has opted out. Kevin Love has opted out. Dwayne Wade has opted out. David West from the Pacers. So what uh, what happens across the league tonight when the clock hits midnight? I, I, I love the, the just earlier Popovich says he won't be on the phone to anybody at midnight. He'll be in bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't blame Pop. I mean, I like the way he thinks. I like the way he acts. I like the way he talks to people. But uh, you know, and even though there's that many opt-outs, you know, it doesn't mean we're going to see a whole lot of uh, player movement. And there'll be some player movement. There's definitely some sweepstakes out there. Uh, yeah, LaMarcus, I mean, Ald- LaMarcus Aldridge on tour, for one. But uh, uh, the biggest of the big names seems like they might just stay right where they are. Well, yeah, you know, it, 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 it was just saying it seems like uh, you know there's some hurt feelings up in Portland. LaMarcus Aldridge had been there in the trenches, and Damian Lillard comes along, and he's the the, the team star and the celebrity around town. And LaMarcus yeah. Aldridge had said last year he was going to be a blazer for life. And Jim Breiders, who has been on this program numerous times, uh, told me last year, he said, okay, if that's the case, why isn't he? Why didn't he resign? Why hasn't he resigned yet? Because the money's going to be the same. So uh, there was a report about this that came out and said, 
LaMarcus Aldridge is decided it'll either be a he'll either sign with the Spurs or it will be another long term deal with Portland. Now, does that mean the Lakers are out of it? I you know, I don't know. Uh I don't know that anybody knows. Does DeAndre Jordan walk across the hall to the Lakers? Does he want in, in New York? DeAndre Jordan growing up was a humongous fan of Shaquille O'Neal. And uh, you know, if Phil tells him, Hey, you could be the pillar of this triangle offense, we know how well centers do in the triangle, uh he could maybe be a Nick or does Dallas focus their sights on DeAndre Jordan? Because Dallas has had a hard time landing the big time free agents. So does uh, does Dallas focus their sights on on DeAndre Jordan? You know, he'd fit real nice in a Pacers uniform. I gotta be honest, yeah. he would look really nice in a Pacers uniform. Oh uh, yeah, among other uh, free agents out there, but uh, <laughs> you know, uh, definitely would look great. We'll we'll see what happens when it's all said and done, but. Uh, definitely a topic tonight is uh, what's going on. Definitely a busy offseason already, uh, if you will, with plenty of storylines. Uh, and even Scottie Pippen chiming in on uh, comparing LeBron James, although uh, you might be surprised at who Scottie Pippen compares LeBron's game to. Uh, and where in the world is Luke Ridenour? We got that coming up a little bit later on in this BS Sports Show, plus D.C. Hendricks. So, uh, Jimmy Butler, uh, your boy. Uh, and DC's yeah. boy, for that matter. Uh, looks like he's going to cash in big time. Yeah, and, you know, there was a thought that he might go the uh, the way of one Greg Monroe from the Detroit Pistons and try to secure a one-year offer, since he's a restricted free agent, to try to, you know, test the, uh, the market next year when he's a free agent right. and uh, when that TV contract kicks in. But as somebody pointed out last night, that it's a, an extremely, extremely risky proposition when – Jimmy Butler has was hurt, you know, this year missed 38 games, I think it was. Uh, but the Bulls came to the table with that max offer. And are you know up to that? You know, I mean, I understand what he was thinking and what to do, and maybe he wants to play in L.A. Uh, I mean, he's expressed interest in wanting to play in L.A. But if somebody laid that kind of money in front of me, it would be really hard not to sign it and say yes. Uh, you know what? I, I I I would feel the same way too. And knowing about my own injuries, you know what I mean? I mean. You know, Jimmy had the scare, and like Derrick Rose has had a couple of. And you know what? Take the money and run, man. Take the money and run. Who knows how long you're going to play? Maybe Jimmy, maybe Jimmy Butler never plays a full season again. Well, here, here's the thing about it. I think like with Dwayne, like Dwayne Wade, I think he had some hurt feelings. You know, before yeah. the season, Chicago made that offer to him, and it was nowhere near a max deal. They did not feel Jimmy Butler was a max player. And you know, Jimmy Butler was one of the few. You know, it was a proponent of Tom Thibodeau. You know, he became a star under Tibbs. And yeah. I don't know that, you know, he's comfortable with the coaching change. I think, you know, he felt disrespected by the offer that Chicago made him before the season. And I think that's why he wanted to look elsewhere. He wants to be a Laker. And for everybody who's saying right now that they want to be a Laker, I mean, gee, many Christmas, if the Lakers signed half these guys, they would be, a you know, a championship contender already next year. I know. And that's the thing that starts to irk me. It's like, you know, all this Laker, Laker this, Laker that. And uh, you know what? The, you know, they got themselves a couple of nice players. Uh, but they got a long way to go, uh, and and you know we'll see. Um, the Clippers across town and in the same building, if you will, um, you know they're leaps and bounds ahead of the Lakers. But I, you know, everybody has the feeling that it sure wouldn't take long for the Lakers to reclaim L.A. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I, I agree, and you know I, I think the talk of trading D'Angelo Russell for in the package for DeMarcus Cousins would be asinine. You get rid of a bunch of your young assets and, uh, 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 oh, Julian Randle and uh, yeah. and Russell and those guys to get one player back, I think is a stupid decision. I think the 
have, have built a nice young core there. And I think what's different that came out today is Kobe is going to be actively involved in trying to recruit these guys, which if you remember, he, he kind of him-hawed around, didn't really want to go to the meeting with Dwight Howard. You know, he didn't give a damn if Dwight Howard stayed or not, but Kobe is ready to be active in this. And I think that Kobe's getting excited, and we may see a Kobe Bryant back next year for, you know, $10 million if he had to to play with this team, if he thinks he could win another championship. Yeah, I mean, you brought this up last week, and and you said with LeBron, you know, seizing power and David Blatt having very little, and it, it appears LeBron's running the show there in Cleveland, uh, you know, would the other superstars want to do it? Well, yeah, why not, Kobe, especially as badly as the Buss family and Mitch Kupchak have done with the Lakers since Jerry Buss is passing. Uh, ill health and then ultimate passing. So, you know, why not let your superstar that you're paying all that money to help out? Uh, make him earn his paycheck. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, and the thing is, too, I think what's really good for the Lakers is, I mean, it, you know, I worked a couple of evenings to watch a ton of Ohio State basketball games from last year, and D'Angelo Russell is a smart kid. And now you've got two super high IQ guys on the basketball floor, hold, you know, running the, running the point. The Lakers could be, you know, a damn good team this year. I don't know that Byron Scott makes it through the whole year. I think there's a coaching chain imminent in Los Angeles. You know, they, if they if they garner a big time free agent, I don't know that Byron Scott makes it through the year. Um, I, I, Byron Scott's going to have a lot of leeway, and Byron Scott's a, a good coach. But you know, right now he's that coach that you hire because he's a link to the legacy. You know, he's a link to the to the to the, to the great Lakers teams of the '80s with Magic and Kareem and and Worthy. And uh, and that's putting butts in seats. Uh, when it comes time for them to be competitive, we'll see if he's the right guy to lead these youngsters. Uh, you know, Russell's there to take over for Kobe. Uh, but you know, right now maybe Kobe transforms himself into uh, what uh, Ray Allen has been the past few years, or or even D Wick, the spot help guy, not a guy that's always running the show. Yeah, you know, I think I think they were smart and they picked the right guy at first. I. I looked at that pick, and I was like, man, you know, that's a risky proposition there in L.A., but the more and more, you know, uh, it seems like what they're doing there, I think they made a, a smart pick. The kid, I listened to the kid do an interview today on the radio, very well-spoken, uh, knows the history of the Lakers very well, and came in, and he was willing to do, most guys who come in won't do three-on-three drills. Most of those top prospects, they just, they'll do some one-on-one stuff, and that's about it. He did right. everything the Lakers asked. He sold himself to the Lakers. He came in talking about the history of the Lakers, and you know, I gotta, I gotta be honest. I got a lot of respect for this kid. I think he's uh, he's gonna do very well out there. And he said, "Hey, I want to be a sponge and learn everything Kobe is willing to teach me." I mean, he's 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 done right so far by Kobe. And for that matter, uh, you know, Larry Nance Jr. You know, he we call him Mr. Bryant. And Kobe, I think, handled it very well. I don't know that he would have done it this well a couple of years ago, but Kobe seems to be having fun again. And, you know, that was a thing we missed from LeBron for a couple of those years in Miami. He wasn't having fun. And now if Kobe's having fun again and he's healthy, holy hell. Yeah, and, and you know what? He wants to go out a winner. And, uh, yeah. and you know, maybe he can help recruit some players to come out there. I mean, you know, he, he tried last year. Uh, he helped wine and dine guys like Melo and everybody else that was on tour last year. But, yeah, I think it, it, it makes more sense uh, heading into this year. You know, pieces to the puzzle being added with the uh, lottery pick and, and Kobe being healthy uh, and, and knowing that, uh, hey, you know what, I, I got a season left maybe. Maybe two. Uh, who knows? Maybe three if I evolve my game. He knows he's got to evolve his game. Well, yeah, and, and Kobe's reputation is, is hard on his teammates, and I think maybe he's trying to change that image a little bit. You know, let's be honest, it's a lot better 
than living in Los Angeles. You know, there you can be a big time star out there, and it's been shocking. You know, for the last three or four years, the Lakers couldn't get that big time free agent, and if they can't get one again this year, maybe that mystique of the Lakers is dead. Yeah, well, we'll uh, you know the, the the watch will be on. It's always on uh, when the Lakers are relevant. You know, uh, the watch is on, and when the Lakers are irrelevant, the watch is on. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? They'll be under the microscope. Uh, so will uh, Phil Jackson uh, and and what he's going to do in his second year with the Knickerbockers. I think he was given a free pass last year, saddled with all those issues, and and you know he tried to make some moves. Obviously, helping Cleveland a little bit with J.R. Smith and and a few other uh, players that he kind of slid out of Dodge. But you know this is where he's going to have to prove himself. Uh, all right, can you can you be a front office guy? We we know you got eleven rings as coach, but can you be a front office guy? Well, now we'll see. This is this is a pressure year for Phil Jackson in New York too. Well, I, I agree, and I don't think Phil's is plans is to be there when the Knicks are are the, you know going for a championship again. I think he's he felt uh, you know that he owed it to the Knicks to go back and try to help get the the team back to prominence. I think that uh, Phil's there a year maybe another two years, and he's on his way out the door, and I think he's trying to build the Knicks for the future, and I think the, the draft pick of Porzingis proves that. And he, he, you know, he got rid of a bunch of awful contracts last year, Tyson Chandler, Raymond Felton, J.R. Smith, Imon Shumpert, and uh, you know, they were horrible, but he got rid of a lot of those awful contracts, and they've got a lot of money over the next couple of years. They could sign two max guys this year and two max guys next year if they really wanted to. I yeah. mean, that's a lot of flexibility, and you've got a great guy, uh, in the in the kid from uh, Notre Dame too. I mean, that, that, I think that was a great trade, Tim Hardaway Jr. to bring the uh, uh, Jaron Grant. Uh, yeah, Jaron Grant from Notre Dame. You know, yeah. I think he's be a guy you can play right away. So, yeah, no question. Still done, done a lot too. Here's the interesting thing to me: if Kevin Love winds up as a Laker, if, if by chance the Lakers get him, he says he wants to be in LA. Watching what happens in Cleveland then is going to become very interesting, real fast. Um. Well, no doubt about it. I mean, definitely it frees up some money for them to work elsewhere on some of the other opt-outs. Uh, you know, we might see a lot of the opt-outs kind of like hang and wait for the trickle-down effect uh, as to what's everything, uh, as to how everything falls into place. Uh, so, so we'll have to wait and see. But you know, and LeBron's going to be the last of those uh, to, to make up his mind because he's going to wait and see what transpires around the league. Well, yeah, you know, and, and I listened to Dan Levitard on Dan Patrick's morning. He brought up a couple of interesting points. You know, he said LeBron is underpaid, and, and that's true. LeBron isn't even the highest-paid player in the league, and he felt like Cleveland was maybe paying him back, you know, making up the difference in power, but LeBron doesn't have to take really any of the flack, you know, if, it, if the bad trade's made or the bad move. LeBron's theoretically the player, coach, and, and general manager, but he doesn't have to take any of the flack. He brought up the fact that, you know, D. Wade, who turned down $16 million option in Miami, could throw up a middle finger to Miami and take that same amount of money to come up to Cleveland. Which yeah. $16 million would be a very interesting move for D. Wade. He pay, played in 56 games last year. But, uh, you know, if, you, if he takes that same money to go to Cleveland and they can save about, you know, $8 million and put D. Wade on that team, oh, boy, that, uh, that could become very interesting uh, as well. Well... This is exactly why LeBron opted out, amongst other things, to get a payday that he deserves, but also uh, to kind of see what can be done with the salary cap and with the available free agents out there to uh, uh, to, to assemble a formidable team uh, come finals, because whoever's coming out of the West is going to be a formidable D team. Uh, for the Cavs to be competitive in that finals, 
Uh, they, they can probably get to the finals again, just like they are. But you know, for them to to, to get past Golden State or, or Houston or who, uh, San, San Antonio, Oklahoma, State, whoever it is next year, uh, they're going to have to have depth. They're going to have to have more than just LeBron and Kyrie. And uh, you know, is it Kevin Love? Maybe. Uh, is it somebody else? Maybe. Is it Kevin Love and somebody else? Maybe. Uh, maybe Kevin Love <laughs> comes back because of somebody else they add. Remember, there's like eight guys. Uh, that Cleveland's messing with this year. So they can do a huge shuffle if they'd like. Yeah, Mike Miller opted in. So he's in yeah. next year at 3.2 million or 2.3, one of the two. I'm dyslexic. I can't remember which. It's one of those two. I think it's 3.2. Uh, Amon Shepard was offered a qualifying offer today, which means now that they have the right to match any offer to him, to Matthew Delavadova and to Tristan Thompson. Now, where LeBron might be making a mistake is LeBron is pushing hard for his boy, Tristan Thompson, to get a max deal. And I, I right. think Tristan Thompson played very well in, in the playoffs, especially on the offensive boards, but I don't think he's a max player guy. And that could handicap uh, and handcuff Cleveland a little bit by giving Tristan Thompson a max deal. Yeah, I mean, I, I hope that's just a rumor. I hope that's not true. I mean, <laughs> that, That's the Roy uh, Hibbert rule right there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but but with LeBron, uh, you know, never the, nevertheless, I know that that he likes playing with Tristan. Uh, and, and LeBron's right. entitled to decide who he wants to play to. Uh, play with and uh, but to try to get him a max deal, I you know that seems to be like ill advised and that would that would go against LeBron being a smart man. Here's the one thing though that I think that Tristan Thompson has that I would be okay with is the guy's improved every year so far and I believe that he'll work his ass off if he gets a max deal to try to improve his offensive game because that's where he's lacking. Let's be honest, his offensive game, his his defense and his rebounding is amazing. So if he could improve his offensive game, I think he is a max guy then. But not yeah. until he does that. But I think he's a guy who will who won't rest on that. He'll summer and get better on the offensive end. Especially if you got all summer to work with LeBron James. I mean, you know, you can't get any worse. Well, uh, that, that's a fact. And keep in mind, Tristan Trump Thompson is better playing with LeBron James than he is playing on any other team in the NBA. <laughs> uh, that's true. So, that's true. Uh, he does have a role there. All right, let's get a break in. Hour number one underway. Lots to get to, um, including a scoreless. Semi-final in the Women's World Cup, USA and Germany. U.S. has only given up one goal the entire World Cup in getting to the Final Four in this uh, semi-matchup with Germany. However, the Germans have scored 20 uh, in their run to the Final Four against Team USA. And uh, in the past, the winner of this match has gone on to win the World Cup. So this is this is a huge, huge match for Team USA tonight, Mo. Uh, and it's underway scoreless at the 17th minute. Yeah, and uh, for the first time, the United States is an underdog, so it'll be fun to watch. It. Right. All right, so we'll keep you posted on that, uh, what's going on in the world of Major League Baseball and everything else in the uh, world of sports. So, by all means, uh, hang around with us. Uh, tomorrow night, we do our show live at Pyromaniac Fireworks in Time Corners. So uh, we got a middle-of-the-week road show tomorrow. Uh, so stop on out. Coach uh, Gary Graham of the Comets, also proprietor, co-proprietor of of Pyromaniac Fireworks and Time Corners. will be out there live tomorrow night from 7 to 9. Get your 4th of July fun stuff while we're there. We'd love to meet you. Uh, it's tomorrow night and every weeknight from 7 to 9. Uh, and maybe you found us at thebssportshow.com with the links to listen there. You can also find us at indianasportsradio.com, home of the all-new Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana. Mo Times at Mo Radio Show. I'm Matt Billy Ellis at BS Sports. The fan taking a break. Back next, it's the BS Sports Show.
Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, which can be found at indianasportsradio.com. Tune in for our unique slant on the world of sports, covering your teams in the state of Indiana, as well as the top national stories, too. It's the BS Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, Mo Time's at Mo Radio Show, at BS Sports The Fan. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana at indianasportsradio.com. At McDuff Realty Group, their top priority is helping you achieve maximum results from the purchase or sale of your home. With over 20 years of marketing and sales experience, Joe Shoemaker and his team will provide you with an aggressive, passionate strategy that delivers the results you expect. For real estate services in central Indiana, call Joe Shoemaker at 317-413-8501 or visit online at mcduffrealty.com. At Roof Home Mortgage, we understand that every borrower is different, so we offer a variety of products to meet your individual mortgage financing needs, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, new construction, first-time home buyers, reverse mortgages, and, of course, refinancing. Want to learn more? Just call Brian Graham, the Mortgage Man, at 260-248-8333 or visit him online at ruoff.com backslash Brian Graham and let him help you finance the home of your dreams. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show weekdays from 7 to 9. And every Friday, as well as Monday, we're at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill, Fort's Best Damn Sports Bar. Fridays, it's part of the original weekend starter party with the all-you-can-eat wing and fish buffet, $8.50 adults, 4 bucks for kids, and great prizes. And Monday, lots of special guests, including Comet Head Coach Gary Graham and Matt Ant's Head Coach Connor Henry. It's the BS Sports Show weekdays 7 to 9, and at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill in Georgetown North every Monday. Okay, so what do you have? Ryan, what do you think? Oh, uh... <laughs> oh. Um... Lollygag, it ain't for leaders. They're too busy making plays happen. Answering the call. Earning their big boy pants. Isn't it time to be the leader you were born to be? The playbook's right there, Captain. What's the call? We'll have nachos, fried pickles, pretzels, buffalitos, honey barbecue wings, and waters all around. Grab a seat. The game is on. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Ugh, I hate these big-ass prices. When you're looking for a new home, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the housing market like the back of her hand? Natalie Letterly of United Country Natalie L. Real Estate can answer all questions about buying or selling a home, and she can provide valuable information that's important to your family. Natalie will provide you with a detailed summary of area schools, nearby amenities, and homeowner testimonials about the neighborhood of your choice. Call Natalie, 260-388-9588, and start looking for your new home today. It's the BS Sports Show. It gives crappy people a chance to sort themselves out. Hello, hello. Welcome back. It's the BS Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, Mo Times at Mo Radio Show. Hope you're having a great day, and uh, we, uh, we are just trying to get through this ugly, stormy week we've got upon us. But it's supposed to get better tomorrow, even better Thursday. Good stuff. Fourth of July looms. Keep your fingers crossed for a great, dry, fun Fourth of July weekend that looms. And uh, we got a weekend starter party on Thursday this week uh, with Mo Time taking over the uh, giveaways as I'll be on vacation. You looking forward to that, buddy? I am. I'm hoping not to screw it up because, let's be honest, if you look at my litany of achievements, Tearing things down is what I've done over the years. I mean, I killed the BS Sports Show as the fourth 
I got us uh, kicked out of ESPN. So, you know, I hope not to tear it, not to screw it up too bad. But I will be singing a lot with Jake. Jake and I have already discussed some duets we'll be doing. So if nothing else come out for that, you know. Hello? Billy Elvis? Billy Elvis? Hello? I guess we lost Billy Elvis. That's okay. That's okay. No big deal. We'll get him. We'll work to get him back here. We'll work to get him back. Uh, we got some breaking news though out of uh, out of Los Angeles. Uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, our uh, our Yahoo uh, cohort, uh, says that the Lakers are right now looking to uh, clear space, unload contracts, trying to create significantly more space. Uh, this, according to league sources. Uh, executives believe the Lakers are pursuing space to offer free agent deals to Saldridge and uh, DeAndre Jordan. That's uh, quite a front line with Kobe, Randall, and D'Angelo Russell. That's uh, that's quite the, quite the thing. Uh, and I'll recap it for my partner joining us back. Billy, uh, I, I don't know if you heard, uh, Adrian Wojnarowski, our uh, cohort here at Yahoo Sports, has reported the Lakers are looking to unload contracts right now as they're making a push to sign DeAndre Jordan and LaMarcus Aldridge. That would be a coup for uh, for the Laker nation. Uh, even Magic Johnson would probably have something good to say about that. Yeah, because uh, yeah, right now uh, with, uh, with the Kobe and D'Angelo Russell in the wrong Lakers, Offer two max deals this year. Uh, to offer two uh, max contracts, the Lakers would have to trade everyone on the roster but Kobe Bryant. Wow. So, yeah, and that, here's where that now them giving that uh, those two that, those two big years to uh, Kobe, uh, and you know thanking him for being a lifetime Laker has come back to bite him in the ass. Now what can happen is they could get either Jordan or Aldridge to take a one year deal to hit free agency again next year when the cap goes way up because of the, the new right. TV deal. Right. But could you imagine right. that big three of, of, I mean, even bigger than that, between Randall, who was uh, playing great last year until they got hurt, Kobe, yeah. DeAndre Jordan, D'Angelo Russell, and LaMarcus Aldridge. I mean, got to make them a, a pretty big favorite in the Western Conference pretty quick, as long as they can gel. Well, I mean, yeah, they'd have to learn to come together a little bit. we got to make sure that Kobe can come back to uh... – Anywhere near Kobe-like uh, proportions. Uh, remember, before uh, before last season, what was he voted? The uh, 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 he wasn't even a top twenty player in the league, and took quite a bit of offense to that. So that could be a nice motivator for Kobe. But uh, nevertheless, um, you know, if he's got any in the tank at all, uh, that team could be downright scary to everybody in the league, Western Conference or Eastern Conference. Yeah, there's news coming out of Los Angeles. I don't know if you saw the big deal that Mike Richards signed with the Kings the other day. Yeah, yeah. He's just now had that deal terminated. Uh, Mike Richards is being re-investigated by the Royal Canadian Mounted Police and Canadian Border Services for an incident that uh, that uh, he had uh, was trying to sneak oxycodone into the country. Oh no! What with the Kings dumb- and the drugs lately? What what a dumbass! Was it was it Jordan? Uh, uh, who was the uh, cat in Vegas? The, the one with the stars? Uh, 
You broke up a little bit. What was that? Who in Vegas? What? Coke here about a month ago. Oh, trying to see uh, Coke in Vegas. Was it Jordan yeah. Stahl? It was Aaron, yeah, Aaron, Aaron Andrews' boyfriend. Yeah, it was Jordan Stahl, yeah. But that, that big deal in Los Angeles from Mike Richards now has been terminated, uh, and it's going to cost the Kings $1.32 million against the cap over the next five years to do that. But that's how serious they were about getting rid of uh, Mike Richards, who's a damn good player. Wow. I know, yeah. man. That's huge. It changes the landscape a little, doesn't it? Yeah. And, uh, and, I mean, there's been some big, big stuff today. I don't know if you saw the Blackhawks traded one of Shrocky's favorites, uh, yeah, uh, I know. Brent Saad, to, to Columbus. Yeah, I know. I know. And, you know. But I've seen the Blackhawks do this in past years. Uh, they've made some moves that are kind of head scratchers, and uh, it's worked out for them. Now, I mean, are they going to rest on their laurels? Are they the uh, the every other you know every other year Blackhawks? So they're going to just take a break this year and trade away a few players? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I I love it that you know. I mean, it's not cool for for Saad because you know he doesn't get a chance to enjoy the Stanley Cup for very long. Uh, but you know, you, you got to give it to a team for not just standing pat. You know, making subtle tweaks is how you stay there and how you win three cups in, in six years. So kudos to the Blackhawks for being brave and and dumping their third leading scorer. <laughs> well, yeah, and to me, you know, he's not, not – to me this signals that they're going to keep some of those older, you know, very right. talented, very expensive guys around. You know, maybe some of the guys that we thought weren't going to be a part of it this year. Uh, you know, uh, they're going to try to keep them instead. But He's a guy that, you know, both Shiraki and I thought would lead the Blackhawks into this next, you know, millennium, you know, this next uh, this next group. And uh, to see them trade, trade him off to the Blue Jackets uh, was quite shocking. But I'll tell you, man, I went to a Blue Jackets game there in Columbus. It's a pretty rabid fan base, and it's cool because it's kind of a smaller arena. I mean, it's a lot of seats, but they're really, you know, like almost like Bankers Life Field. set up on top of there. So it was a really cool experience to see a game over It's a very cool downtown, and uh, Columbus is going to be a fun place to play. I don't know how yeah. competitive, but a fun place. And he's going to be well, a star there. Yeah, sure. I mean, they got a really good young core there in Columbus. Yeah. Really, really good young core. So maybe he brings some veteran leadership uh, and some Stanley Cup experience to Columbus. So that's good for them and a real good move for them. And like I said, you know, tweaking a little bit uh, in spite of winning the Cup, that's Chicago's M.O., man. That's what they've done after each of their last two Cups they've won. So uh, we shall see. But, you know, going back to Columbus, I mean, that's the only pro game in town. Uh, yeah. Of course, they're going to get a rabid fan base, and yeah, I know, you know that that's the state of Ohio where you got the the Bengals and the Browns in the NFL, and 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 you definitely have your pro teams, the Cavs, and uh, but you know that's Columbus. So I mean, it, it could very well become such a great hockey town in Columbus, kind of like Fort Wayne is, with the Comets being the first pro team in town, or at least the longest running pro team in town. Uh, so maybe Columbus will get that going for him too. A great place to play, great rabid fan base because that's the pro team. Well, and it falls at the perfect time of year, you know, when the football team is finishing up at, at Ohio State. Yeah. You know, and you know year the year how the basketball team is going to be, so it it hits at the right time of year. You know, yeah. and the Ohio State hockey program is is kind of young and, and fledgling, but uh, getting better all the time. So there, there's a fan base at the collegiate level too uh, uh, with Ohio State's hockey team. So. Uh, yeah, great hockey town. I'd rather see a hockey town like Columbus uh, than Phoenix <laughs> or, yeah, true. or or any other a, warm weather city. They've got a great arena there for a hockey player, too. Uh, my brother, who uh, works with uh, George Strait, the country singer, did a show there, and I got to kind of just roam around. They 
they, uh, the Jackets were, they have a great practice rink there, which is very, very cool. It's a great arena, man. I mean, really cool. Uh, great downtown that they've done with a lot of bars and great seafood market. It's a really cool place to play. Uh, I think it, it, uh-huh. I think they can do nothing but grow that there. And, and Saad is going to be a great guy to lead that franchise. Now a guy coming in with a Stanley Cup to his name and a guy, you know, like you said, can show leadership and a guy be a star in that town. I mean, he can own that town if he wants to. Well, you know, and another thing is, is uh, um, you know, when we're talking about hockey, i got to give some love to a couple former Red Wings. Yes. Uh, Ser- Sergey Fedorov and uh, and uh, and uh, my buddy uh, uh, Lindstrom, Nick- Nicky Lindstrom, uh, of course, maybe one of the greatest defensemen of all time in Nicky Lindstrom, and uh, first foreign-born player to be a uh, a team captain, European-born player to be a team captain, taking over for Stevie Iserman. Uh, but man, how about that uh, 2002 Red Wings team with nine Hall of Famers now? Well, it'll be ten now, right? Ten is what, what I saw. Is it ten or nine? It, it, whatever it is, it's an it's an ungodly amount when you've got a it's third 10. of your roster in the Hall of Fame from two thousand two. Yeah, I'm looking here. Yep, it's ten. Let me see if they it's have ten. The yeah, hang on a second. Let me see if they have the list here of the guys who it is. I just saw. Where did that story go? I saw it yesterday, and I was like, I, I was going to bring it last night, and I was shocked that you didn't, and maybe that's what made uh-huh. me forget about it. But uh, uh, yeah, ten guys in the Hall of Fame that team. I mean. Could you look back, if you take your fandom out of it, is that the greatest team of all time, that 2002 team, or is there a better team? You know, well, the the, the, the teams in the late 90s were really good, and, um, and you know, when they had that Russian line, I mean, come on, it was just crazy good. I mean, the, the Red Wings were ahead of the game in the NHL getting some of those uh, Russian stars over here. So kudos to them on that, but... Uh, um, you know, you could pick any one of those teams from 90, 97, 98 to uh, 2002 uh, and say, yeah, those are amongst the greatest teams of all time. I mean, uh, incredible talent on those teams. Every other team just went, are you kidding me? we got to play this team? Uh, is how deep and how good they were. With the uh, with the uh, six teams that Chris Pronger played for, was he a Detroit Red Wing at one point? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think he ever. If he did, it was at the very end of his career, and he didn't do anything. Important. He didn't do anything important. I remember he was the Blues for. I don't think Pronger was ever uh, a Red Wing. You know, Lindstrom is, is, is I hated because he was so good. He's one of those guys yeah. that you. If he wasn't on your team, but if he's on your team, you absolutely loved him. He was yeah. I mean, I mean, such a, during, such a good player and great for. I mean, a great offensive defenseman. During his prime, uh, there were a couple more than there, there was more than one or two years where he could have been league MVP. He was that good on D. Yeah, it, and does it does it get missed a lot of how pass that guy was? I mean, that guy could pass the puck. He could he could facilitate a lot of offense from you know playing way out there. I mean, there really wasn't anything he couldn't do, which is why, like I said, I you know I felt he, he could have been MVP uh, during his prime years. He was that that good. Uh, and he just so happened to be a dominant defenseman. Uh, but, yeah, he could, there wasn't any part of his game he didn't – and he was very, very, very smart, very smart. Uh, I knew when he hung up the skates that the Red Wings were going to miss him a lot, and quite frankly, the defense hasn't been the same since his retirement. Bill Stevens wants to know, was Lindstrom the one that had concussion issues of his career? Uh, remember, does he, was, did Lindstrom have trouble with concussions at the end of his career? At the end of his career? No, yeah. I don't. I don't uh, no, I don't. It wasn't Lindstrom. 
No, um, no, Nicky was okay. Um, I remember the story though. I remember there was a, there was a Red Wing that did have some concussion issues. though, wasn't there a prominent player? It wasn't. Uh, uh, um, I don't know. I'll tell you what, trying to search is, my memory banks for that. I, I would wish that all of them had problems with it because the Red Wings were too good for too damn long there for a while. I mean, <laughs> as the Blackhawks were toiling away as a horrible doormat to those Detroit Red Wings every year, it just it made you sick to watch them come in there and just beat the crap out of your team every time they came to town. Well, I mean, they were an all-star team year in and year out. They, and then were, when, they were. And, and hence the uh, the ten guys that uh, – that are now in the Hall of Fame with the addition of Sergei Fedorov and and, and Nicholas Lindstrom to the fold. So uh, I don't know, man. It was great hockey back then. Very fun to watch. And um, you know, I'm trying to search my memory banks for the Red Wing you're talking about. I know Johan Franz in the past few years has had some concussion issues, but well, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember. Uh, I don't think it was Lindstrom. Yeah, the, the thing about uh, the thing about that team too, with ten Hall of Famers now, it reminds me of that early '80s Edmonton Oilers team, where they seemed like they just had everybody. Yeah, you know, that's what really reminds me of that early '80s Edmonton Oilers team with the great one and Messier and Grant Fuhrer and all those guys. That's what that team reminds me of. Yeah, and now you're talking about maybe one of the greatest teams in, in NHL history, right there, uh, the Edmonton Oilers in their prime and their run of four Stanley Cups in a row. It'd have been fun to see that team take on that uh, that uh, Red Wings team. Oh yeah, wouldn't it? Have? But see, like I said, oh. the Red Wings had the advantage. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I mean, the Red Wings uh, uh, did a good job of uh, infiltrating Europe and getting some of those great Russian players because, you know, up until the mid '90s, late '90s, uh, teams from Russia were the best hockey players in the world. Not Canadians. Not not uh, not the U.S. It, it was that Red Army team. Uh, and when and when the when the Wings were the first team to go over there and and grab some of those great stars, uh, they were ahead of the game in the NHL. And everybody else followed suit afterwards with the European players. Yeah, they were like the San Antonio Spurs of the NHL. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's an impressive thing, man. To have ten guys off that team, ten dudes uh, in the uh, in the uh, Hall of Fame is absolutely unreal. Hey, by the way, I was just. Uh, uh, you know me, buddy. I'm, I'm I'm looking out of the corner of my eye watching the Pirates and the uh, Tigers uh, at Comerica Park. Uh, Jim Harbaugh threw out the first pitch wearing a full Tiger uniform. Nice. <laughs> he is. He's, he, he's such a he's such a flaky douche, but he's so intense. I love him, you know. Uh, and, and then uh, his comment to the media was, "Is that hey uh, Miguel Cabrera? He's a class act. Great, great to meet him." Uh, so uh, a meeting of uh, of Captain Comeback Jim Harbaugh and, and Miguel Cabrera tonight at Comerica Park. I'd love to listen to that conversation, wouldn't you? I, I, I could see Harbaugh looking at Miggy and say, dude, what are you, 6'5", 250? You could have played tight end, man. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you, dude, back in, in 95, I got to interview Jim Harbaugh at the Mad Anthony's. It was the year after they went to the uh, AFC Championship game against Pittsburgh. And I don't think I was ever more intimidated by an interview leading up to it and then he was just such a nice dude. I mean, such I mean, he was weird, you know, like you said, he was such a weird, intense dude, but he was such a cool, calm, collected guy. And I tell you, you know, more and more, every time that I see Jim out doing something there in Michigan, I, I have more and more respect for him. I mean, I, I don't think Michigan could have made a better hire if they would have resurrected Bo Schembechler. No no offense to to the, the former coach and athletic director there, but right. I don't think they could have made a better hire right now in this day than Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, no, I mean, you're absolutely right, and and as I see it all, I mean, they haven't played a game yet with him as coach, but 
Uh, definitely like his attitude, and I just definitely like uh, the throwback aspects to him. I mean, uh, you know, he's he is all over the place. He is making his name known, and he is he, he is the biggest cheerleader for the University of Michigan there is right now, and, and that's great for that school that uh, was bruised uh, that, that had a bruised ego a little bit uh, in basketball and football for that matter. Uh, but you know. With him around and 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 getting all the attention he's getting for the university, and and the kind of enthusiasm he has, and, and the gung ho attitude. I mean, that's that's what everybody wants. That's what you you don't want a smug a hole. You want a regular guy that wears khakis and wears a full tiger uniform, hanging out with Miguel Cabrera at Comerica Park. And the thing that he's done as much as he can for the other sports. You know how many? Yeah. You know, giving speeches to the you know to the crowd at the basketball games, and he he went right. to one of the was one of the Michigan hockey games, and he threw out a pitch. At, you know, he did some with the baseball team. I mean, he's a cheerleader well, for he every. Was, there. He was tweeting uh, the U uh, the U of M women's softball team that went deep yep. into the playoffs, yep. and, and yeah, oh, yeah, team, I, yeah, yeah, he's all cool in. Guy. I mean, yeah. And and you know, I, I I almost want to take back what I said you know a month or two ago that. Maybe Jim Harbaugh's there for four or five years. I think he goes back to the NFL at some point, but I think maybe he's there to stay a little longer than I originally thought. And we'll see, but he sure does seem enthusiastic. Doesn't he seem rejuvenated? Yeah. Seems less, he, seems yes. less, he seems less angry. And for a guy that you would think that has the weight of the world on his shoulders, because he does know the pressure he's got to revive that program, uh, he sure isn't acting like it. He's acting like he's having the best time of anybody right now and the best time he's had and all four of his years in San Francisco. Uh, it just looks like he's having a, a, a blast. What's that? Well, he doesn't have to deal with Trent Balky. He doesn't have to right. deal, with, deal with Trent Balky anymore, GM, which would be good. But how long this summer till we see Jim Harbaugh in full pads out <laughs> on the practice field? Uh, I don't know if he's allowed to. I mean, that may be against NCAA rules, but it, it yeah. seems like that's you know the first day of training camp. He shows up in pads, ready to go. Yeah, I mean, maybe he does just, uh, um, you know, to, to send a message and doesn't actually go out and hit with the guys, but maybe he does dress and do quarterback drills with the QBs. And uh, Lord knows Michigan needs some help at QB after the last couple of years. So, uh, you know, who knows? But, I mean, he's he's already, you know, won over the university. He's won over the fan base. Um, you know, he's alienated a few players, but I think he's called them out. I think he's pointed out the ones that he thought were being – um, you know, underachievers, and uh, rightfully so. He's got to put his stamp on the on the uh, on the program. Uh, but but largely, it seems like he's doing everything right, and so far so good. And uh, Jim Harbaugh's uh, transformation from an NFL uh, successful coach to uh, the head coach at Michigan. So I, I'm very happy about how things are going day by day. As you with him, you know, he, like having the weight of the world on his shoulders. Is the enthusiasm and and the being at all these different events and stuff. Is that raising the expectations, you know, non-football-wise, but is that raising the expectations of the football team just because he's been so enthusiastic? Or are the fans going to expect too much this first year because of all the enthusiasm and they've been waiting so long now for, for football practice and for the season and they've seen Jim out everywhere and, and you know, the, the rah-rah speeches? Are fans going to expect way too much now this first season? Actually, you know, I think it buys them a little forgiveness. I think that he's yeah. he's, he's not coming in there smug. He's not coming in there and saying, I, I'm guaranteeing you a winner. Uh, you know, to come in, in and do what Urban Meyer did his first year at Ohio State and just win. 
inherited when he came out at, in Columbus. And I think that he's doing all this other stuff and 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 endearing, like I said, uh, the Maize and Blue fan base to him, that they'll, they'll forgive him a little bit more. He's a regular guy. He's working his tail off. He's doing everything he can. And if he doesn't have a, a, a great first year, maybe this buys him a little forgiveness because of his enthusiasm and how hard he's working and how hard he's showing he's working. Well, you know, and here's what I think is going to be great for Jim Harbaugh is, you know, I was looking at, I think it was like 10% of five-star uh, recruits, quarterback-wise, wind up making it to the NFL and playing. But more four-star recruits do. And Jim Harbaugh, with what he did with Alex Smith and Colin Kaepernick, seems all day long, look, if I'm a four-star recruit quarterback, that's where I want to go. You know, Jim Harbaugh, you know, maybe under Bruce Arians, is like the quarterback whisperer in the NFL. And if I'm a four-star quarterback guy, Michigan would be the place I'd be choosing. Well, and, and, and you know, hopefully he, you know, he, he finds that right guy. I know he's going to be taking a look at several different guys this year. That's for sure. Uh, Shane Morris might, you know, inherit the job uh, initially just because he's been with the program. But, um, you know, I don't. I'm not going to guarantee you anybody's got that job. I know Jim Harbaugh doesn't know who's got that quarterback job at Michigan uh, until uh, they get together and, and they break camp and they and they figure out who's try, who's working the hardest. And who shows the most promise? Uh, because you know, it, it, to me, that, that's a wide open position for the Maize and Blue coming up uh, this fall. Well, yeah, and doesn't Michigan have that uh, kind of disappointing five star recruit that came in? That was the defensive end, Jabril Peppers. Is that his name? Yeah. When he yeah. disappointment in his first year. Yeah. Well, he got hurt. That that, that didn't help. Um, he got hurt early on in the season, and then never really was the same again. But. Um, trust me when I say that you know Jim Harbaugh will get the most out of that guy okay. uh, if he can stay healthy. Um, we'll have to wait and see. People forget that uh, Jim Harbaugh might be more of an influence on a defense with his style than he is on an offense. I mean, yes, he's a quarterback whisperer, and yes, he knows how to relate to people, uh, but his intensity lends itself for him to be a better defensive coach than an offensive coach. <laughs> Very true. Very true. Hey, let's get a break in, buddy. Uh, we're going to finish up hour number one next. D.C. Hendricks is on at 8 o'clock, talking more NBA with uh, everything going on. Man, it's uh, it's a busy, busy, busy time, uh, even though it's the off season uh, for the NBA. And I know we're all waiting for football, too. But D.C. will check in in a few minutes at the top of the hour. Part of our Tuesday night edition of the BS Sports Show. Tomorrow night, don't forget, we're at uh, Pyromaniac Firework Time Corners. Live from 7 to 9, doing the show out there with our buddy Gary Graham, Comet head coach, also co-proprietor of Pyromaniac Fireworks. Get all your 4th of July needs with us tomorrow night. You're running out of time, and uh, I believe tonight's the night you can legally do it. Like, we haven't heard any fireworks uh, in the the (laughs) last two weeks or three weeks, but tonight's the first night they're legal, everybody, so blow them up! And come on out and uh, hang out with us tomorrow night from 7 to 9. That'll be my last show before I go on vacation. Pyromaniac Fireworks Time Corners. Uh, coming back to wrap up our number one next. Mo Times at Mo Radio Show. I'm at Billy Elvis at BS Sports. The fan, it's the BS Sports Show. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, which can be found at indianasportsradio.com. Tune in for our unique slant on the world of sports, covering your teams in the state of Indiana, as well as the top national stories, too. It's the BS Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, Mo Times at Mo Radio Show, at BS Sports The Fan. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana at indianasportsradio.com. At McDuff Realty Group, their top priority is helping you achieve maximum results from the purchase or sale of your home. 
With over 20 years of marketing and sales experience, Joe Shoemaker and his team will provide you with an aggressive, passionate strategy that delivers the results you expect. For real estate services in Central Indiana, call Joe Shoemaker at 317-413-8501 or visit online at mcduffrealty.com. At Royal Home Mortgage, we understand that every borrower is different, so we offer a variety of products to meet your individual mortgage financing needs, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, new construction, first-time home buyers, reverse mortgages, and, of course, refinancing. Want to learn more? Just call Brian Graham, the Mortgage Man, at 260-248-8333 or visit him online at ruoff.com backslash Brian Graham and let him help you finance the home of your dreams. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show weekdays from 7 to 9. And every Friday, as well as Monday, we're at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill, Fort's Best Damn Sports Bar. Fridays, it's part of the original weekend starter party with the all-you-can-eat wing and fish buffet, eight fifty adults, 4 bucks for kids, and great prizes. And Monday, lots of special guests, including Comet Head Coach Gary Graham and Matt Ant's Head Coach Connor Henry. It's the BS Sports Show weekdays 7 to 9, and at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill in Georgetown North every Monday and Friday night. Okay, so what do you have? Ryan, what do you think? Oh, uh... Oh. Um... Lollygagging ain't for leaders. They're too busy making plays happen. Answering the call. Earning their big boy pants. Isn't it time to be the leader you were born to be? The playbook's right there, Captain. What's the call? We'll have nachos, fried pickles, pretzels, buffalitos, honey barbecue wings, and waters all around. Grab a seat. The game is on. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Ugh, I hate these big-ass prices. Sounds like you could use some big-ass savings. I'd love some big-ass savings. Kmart Shop Your Way members save 30 cents a gallon. 30 cents a gallon? That's a big-ass discount. Big-ass discount. A really big-ass discount. Really big-ass discount. Honey, this solves your big-ass problem. Totally solves my big-ass problem. Yeah, look at that big-ass truck. Big-ass man. Hello, Big Ass Man! Shop your way, members. Get Big Ass Savings. Save 30 cents a gallon when you spend $50 or more at Kmart. Meet the... When you're looking for a new home, why not seek the counsel of a friend who happens to know the housing market like the back of her hand? Natalie Letterly of United Country Natalie L. Real Estate can answer all questions about buying or selling a home, and she can provide valuable information that's important to your family. Natalie will provide you with a detailed summary of area schools, nearby amenities, and homeowner testimonials about the neighborhood of your choice. Call Natalie, 260-388-9588, and start looking for your new home today. It's the BS Sports Show. This man is hanging by a string. I, I think that he is a, a borderline psychotic at this point. We are wrapping up hour number one. Thank you for tuning in on uh, IndianaSportsRadio.com, home of Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, or maybe you found us via links at the BSSportsShow.com. Um. Mo Time is at Mo Radio Show on uh, the Twitterverse. I'm at Billy Elvis. At DC Hendricks comes here at 8 o'clock talking more about the NBA, but i got to talk a little bit about Pippen before we get DC on. Uh, Scotty <laughs> Pippen says that uh, uh, people should be comparing LeBron James to me. He goes, I've heard the Magic and the Michael comparisons, but you know LeBron's game is more like my game if you really watch closely. Uh, and you know what? He's got a point there. He's got a point. Yeah. Uh... I mean, kind of. Scotty Pippen, a couple of different positions, just because Michael did so much with basketball. You know, 
tip and play at the three and the four. You know, or, and he had to other times by necessity because old ass Bill Cartwright needed a rest. You know, right. uh, or Luke Longley had to rest his poor knees and his feet. But if you look at it, Scottie Pippen averaged 22 points a game. You know, that's his his, his career average. LeBron right. has only averaged 22 points a game that low one time. That was his rookie year. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, there's no and question Le- that LeBron's no much question. better off the dribble. LeBron weighs 50 pounds more. LeBron LeBron can play the five and the one and the two, which Pippen couldn't do. Uh, Pippen Pippen played uh, most positions on the floor. He could shoot. He could he could run the point when he needed to. Didn't always do it. Uh, did it more when Michael wasn't on the floor and and after Michael was done. But uh, you know he could do it. I, but my point is is that here's a guy that wasn't even the best player on his team, uh, saying that you know you should compare you know LeBron to me, not Magic and, and Michael. Is that kind of a slap? Uh, I know it's not intended to be a slap via via Pippen, but uh, is it a slap uh, on LeBron to go, wow, really? I mean, uh, you're, now I'm being compared to the second-best guy on those uh, six championship teams? <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think their game's a little similar, but here's where it differs. And as a fan of the, of the Bulls in the 90s, when when Pippen basically gave up, do you remember in 94, was it 94, 95, and when the yeah. Bulls could have advanced to the NBA Finals and just gave up, went and pouted on the bench like a little bit, yeah. that's where it differs. Because LeBron that's, twice now and almost three times has put teams on his back single-handedly and taken them to the NBA Finals. LeBron doesn't that, have quit. That's exactly the other point I was going to make is that, you know, I don't know that Pippen was that great of a leader. He was a skilled player. Uh, he could be a go-to guy when you needed him to be. Uh, but as far as him being a team leader, a leadership-type guy, you know, the, the ones we talk about that are amongst the greatest of all time were definitely great leaders. Your Magics, your Michaels, your LeBrons, uh, your Wilt Chamberlains, your Bill Russells, you know, they were all great leaders. I don't know that Pippen was ever a great leader. No, he was not at all. Not at all. And, uh, you know, the fall off. Well, Michael left in 94, 95. Right. You know, and, and what's interesting about it to me is, you know, you're talking about Michael and guys like Michael and Kobe who are very intense dudes. Bill Russell was an intense guy as a leader, and LeBron is so passive. You yeah. know what I mean? He, he's not a guy that wants to confront anybody. So it, well, it, no, it's you're, weird. No, you're right. Both great leaders in, in, in different ways. No, no, you're right about that. And, and maybe there's that passiveness comparison, too, with LeBron and Scottie P. Uh, it just, I don't know. Scotty and I was a huge fan of those those 90s Bulls teams, but yeah. when they named him one of the 50 greatest players of all time, I had a problem with it. I mean, and I loved Scotty Pippen, but I had a problem with it. I didn't feel like he was one of the greatest players of all time. You know, I mean, he's a good compliment to Michael, and, and Michael to win those six championships, but the years that Scotty could have proven how big of a star he was and how great of a player he was, fills it out and, and pouted and, and whined on the bench. You know, and, and to me, you can't be a player when you do that. LeBron, who was still playing his ass off in Game Six, even though the Cavs were down by ten, that's a guy I want to—I consider a star and one of the greatest players of all time. When you when you give up on your team because you've been taken out of the game, sorry, see ya. Well, then and, and then you start thinking about that. You start really evaluating how 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 important of a player Scottie Pippen was. And yeah, he—I mean—he was a great player, no question about it. But you know, with Michael Jordan starting five, uh, man. Almost every championship since then has had a better starting five than Michael Jordan's starting fives that won six titles in the 90s. That's for sure. Well, maybe. I mean, Pippen, you know, is considered one of the 50 greatest NBA players. Okay, you got Michael, you got Pippen. Great 
And that, mean, Chris Rodman's the Hall of Fame. Yeah, you know, yeah. We got a fact. And who coach was extremely? I mean, he's a European Basketball Hall of Famer. Coach in those mm-hmm. last three wasn't bad. Steve Kerr was on those three last three teams. Yeah. Now the first, I mean, first go round, you're right. You had Bill Cartwright starting. You had John Paxson starting. Uh, you had Craig Hodges who played a big role in that. Those first three, I agree with you. The, the last three, I don't know because you've got three Hall of Famers on that team. Yeah. You've got a guy, Tony Kukoc, who was a European Hall of Famer, Steve Kerr, who won a lot of rings. So the, the second three, I don't know so much, but the first three, I think you're right. The first three, well, Jordan had a, a worse starting five. I don't want to take anything away from Rodman and Hall of Fame status and athleticism. And I mean, he was a freak athlete, no question about it. But uh, maybe uh, the most specialized player in recent NBA history, if not all of NBA history. I mean, uh, the man was just absolutely useless offensively unless he had a putback rebound or something. He could shoot some free throws, though. When I mean, he was a pretty decent free throw shooter, wasn't he? When Rodman a decent no, free throw shooter? Like 78%? No, no, no. No, no, he looked sure. completely stupid shooting free throws. No, no. I know it looked awful. Uh, I know it looked awful, but I thought he shot a pretty decent percentage. I mean, I'm looking it up here. Yeah, I mean, if he's in the 70s, that's pretty good. It's not great. Uh, I don't know that he's in the 70s. For a big, uh, man, a big uh, man, I would say 70%. I mean... You know, trust me. If uh, if uh, uh, who was it, uh, DeAndre Jordan could have hit uh, free throws like that, the Clippers would have been playing in the NBA Finals. Look, obviously, it doesn't matter how well you shoot free throws. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, it's not a. Uh, it's not treated as something important in the league. Point is, is Rodman was a, uh, a rebounder and 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 a defensive specialist. And and then again, when you've got other people providing offense, you can have that, but. Uh, definitely a specialized player, so I don't want to take anything away from him. But you know, he's not your typical, you know, third best guy on the team kind of guy. That's a well-rounded player that that has multiple facets to his game. The uh, career was, let's see, seventy-nine percent. Well, good call, man. Good call. Not bad. Not bad. So yeah, roughly. But he had, a, uh, he had those two. The last two years, though. Last two years, not so well. And Dallas, uh, Dallas, he was seven seventy-one percent shooter. And his year, Lakers, he shot forty-three percent and shot uh, fourteen air balls. Yeah, yeah. I re- I remember the world famous yeah. Dennis Rodman air balls. Yeah, Dennis Rodman. Ah, uh, the worm. Uh, I, I know this man. There's never been a character like him uh, in all of sports, anywhere. Uh, it, it would be like you would tune in. What color is Dennis Rodman's hair going to be tonight? Or what kind of flaky, flaky yeah. thing? I mean, we might, we might, we got a little taste of Dennis Rodman type flakiness out of Lance Stevenson in his last last year with the Pacers, especially. But uh, never has there been a flake freak goofball in sports like Dennis Rodman in any sport at any time. Well, and Rodman was one of those hockey guys you hate who was an agitator. Yeah. I mean, he was able yeah. to get a lot of guys in the technical A lot of guys. Well, How many guys you know, in 96, 97 tried to hit him? You know? How I many guys took swings at Rodman? <laughs> a lot. I know. And that's, number one, it's just because of the blanket defense. He, you, could, you couldn't you could tire him out. Nobody could tire him out. That was uh, another claim to fame of Den, Dennis Rodman. He was just he just never tired out. He even rode the cycle when he wasn't in a game. And he wasn't on the sideline very often. 
And and the other thing about Robin is, is he learned from two of the best. He learned how to be a needler, and he, he learned how to play the mind game from guys like Bill Lambeer and uh, Rick Mahorn. So those are two pretty good teachers when it comes to playing mind games on an NBA court. Well, that and he just he would reek of alcohol. You know, a lot of the guys said in those late '90s teams. You know, he'd come off from you know being out on on Monday Nitro at WCW or at a concert Madonna, and just reek of alcohol. And, and a lot of those guys, they couldn't their stomachs couldn't take it. Oh, I know. And and Phil Jackson, kudos to the professor uh, for recognizing Dennis Rodman's uniqueness and 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 giving Dennis Rodman leeway. Uh, to kind of keep him interested and to kind of make Dennis feel empowered so Dennis would show up and give you 20 rebounds a game uh, and also do what Michael wanted him to do. But, but you know, Phil Jackson never fined or punished Dennis Rodman for not showing up at practice. And he'd always say, look, Dennis is going to show up in better shape than anybody else on the floor. I'm not worried about Dennis coming to practice. Not to mention, what's he got to practice? Rebounding? Playing defense? He doesn't have to practice that. He knows what he's doing. So kudos to Phil for understanding the flakiness instead of cracking the whip like some other teams did with Dennis after he started going his own way and coloring his hair and toenails and marrying himself and whatever. Uh, you know, Phil kind of let Dennis be Dennis, and it worked out great for a couple championships. Well, that and, and he used Michael. You know, he, well, had, yeah. he had Michael. Yeah, yeah. But letting Phil, Phil letting, let, let Rodman not even show up in practice without finding him or punishing him, and everybody else on the team accepting that, knowing Rodman's Rodman, uh, and and then yeah, it was up to Michael to control him when it came time, you know, for uh, for the game. Uh, and Michael could because you know that's what uh, you know superstars can do. If there was anybody that could control Dennis Rodman and get his attention, it would be the best player in the world, and that was Michael Jordan. That's where LeBron comes in now. With you know, if anybody can get anybody's attention or motivate Kevin Love or or get the best out of a, a teammate, it's it's LeBron James, and and Jordan did that as well with Rodman, as good as anybody, better than anybody could have. Yeah, is, is Tristan Thompson? I mean, minus the the weirdness, is that is he LeBron's Dennis Rodman? No offense, but can rebound the ball like a there's no tomorrow. You know, it's a great teammate to have. Somebody that works hard, plays good defense, blocks some shots, gets some rebounds, and doesn't necessarily want the ball. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's, that's a great, great teammate to have. Tell you what, we'll keep the, we'll keep the NBA talk rolling into hour number two. Our pal DC Hendricks is on with us next. NBA expert. Chatting about uh, the uh, the state of the NBA today with the opt-outs. I know he's got some thoughts on Jimmy Butler as uh, he's all in as a Bulls fan. Uh, so DC Hendricks is next at DC Hendricks on Twitter. I'm at Billy Elvis at Mo Time or uh, at Mo Radio Show. It's how you find Mo Time and at BS Sports. The fan is the show. Hour number two is next. Stick around and thanks for tuning in to the BS Sports Show. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, which can be found at indianasportsradio.com. Tune in for our unique slant on the world of sports, covering your teams in the state of Indiana, as well as the top national stories, too. The BS Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, Mo Time's at Mo Radio Show, at BS Sports The Fan. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana at indianasportsradio.com. At McDuff Realty Group, their top priority is helping you achieve maximum results from the purchase or sale of your home. With over 20 years of marketing and sales experience, Joe Shoemaker and his team will provide you with an aggressive, passionate strategy that delivers the results you expect. For real estate services in central Indiana, call Joe Shoemaker at 
317-413-8501 or visit online at mcduffrealty.com. At Roof Home Mortgage, we understand that every borrower is different, so we offer a variety of products to meet your individual mortgage financing needs, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, new construction, first-time home buyers, reverse mortgages, and, of course, refinancing. Want to learn more? Just call Brian Graham, the Mortgage Man, at 260-248-8333 or visit him online at ruoff.com backslash Brian Graham and let him help you finance the home of your dreams. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show weekdays from 7 to 9. And every Friday, as well as Monday, we're at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill, Fort's Best Damn Sports Bar. Fridays, it's part of the original weekend starter party with the all-you-can-eat wing and fish buffet, 850 adults, 4 bucks for kids, and great prizes. And Monday, lots of special guests, including Comet Head Coach Gary Graham and Matt Ant's Head Coach Connor Henry. It's the BS Okay, so what do you have? Ryan, what do you think? Oh, uh... <laughs> oh. Um... Lollygag, it ain't for leaders. They're too busy making plays happen. Answering the call. Earning their big boy pants. Isn't it time to be the leader you were born to be? The playbook's right there, Captain. What's the call? We'll have nachos, fried pickles, pretzels, buffalitos, honey barbecue wings, and waters all around. Grab a seat. The game is on. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Ugh, I hate these big-ass prices. Sounds like you can use some big-ass savings. I'd love some big-ass savings. Kmart Shop Your Way members save 30 cents a gallon. 30 cents a gallon? That's a big-ass discount. Big-ass discount. A really big-ass discount. Really big-ass discount. Honey, this solves your big-ass problem. Totally solves my big-ass problem. Dad, look at that big-ass truck. Big-ass man. Hello, big-ass man. Shop Your Way members get big-ass savings. Save 30 cents a gallon when you spend $50 or more at Kmart. more than just a show. It's life itself. It is everything. It's the BS Sports Show. Welcome back. How the hell are you? I'm at Billy Elvis on Twitter. Mo Times at Mo Radio Show. And on the line right now, our buddy, our pal at DC Hendricks. DC, double duty tonight, huh, buddy? Hey, what's going on, Billy? What's going on, Mo? Thanks for having me again. Yep, another double duty. Love talking to you, man. Love talking. How how are the uh, uh, the Caps of Tin doing in downtown Fort Wayne tonight? Uh, I believe it's two two right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, bottom of the third. Now, as a guy that's an engineer for uh, virtually all the Tin Cap games, they're coming around a little bit. Yeah, they're playing some good ball ever since they got the young guy. Uh, I'm not even gonna try to pronounce it. Harone, that's his last name. He's been playing some great ball. He's brought a new spark to that lineup. Well, I mean, I figure you and Mo would need a little time together uh, talking about the, the the big deal supposedly offered to uh, Jimmy Butler to stay in Chicago. Yeah, uh, five-year, 90-mil contract. Um, you know, he's he's going to stay with that kind of money going anywhere. He could. I've heard rumors that they could possibly reach a free deal with a player option after three years, actually. Um to capitalize on the new salary cap money, you know, the new salary cap that's going to take place next year. Um, they, also offered them, they also offered them the one-year qualifying offer, which was only, I think, $4.5 million. But, you know, with that max deal coming coming aboard, you know, he's he's already postponed meetings with the Lakers and Celtics, Sixers, Mavericks. Uh, I think it was a couple other teams, but I think he's going to stay in Chicago. 
Do you think somebody talks him into one of his uh, his team talks him into doing what Greg Monroe did last year, taking that one year deal and become a free agent next year when that uh, that salary cap's going to go through the roof and he can be a hundred dollars there? Will we see him maybe listen to a, an offer, a one year offer from the Lakers or somebody else, so the Bulls have to match the one year offer and then uh, take his chances and go for that huge deal next year? Uh, no, I doubt it. You know, after the incredible season he had last year. Um, his stock, you know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm definitely sold on this guy as a basketball player. He's a great ball player. We know me and Mo, you know, we're on the same page with this. You know, yeah, he's a great yeah, basketball yeah. player. Billy, on the other hand, doesn't think so. But <laughs> after, after last season, um, I, I don't think I don't think his stock gets any higher than right now. This yeah. this will be the most money he'll get, and so I don't think he's going to turn it down. Well, you know, I, I already speculated that, 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 yeah, that 90 mil five-year deal is is about as fat as it'll get for Jimmy Butler, especially yeah. – you know, I mean, there's a good chance he doesn't play another full season again with health issues, just the way it appears with him. Oh, absolutely. And that, that also is another reason why he needs to take money and run. Like, I hate, yeah, to, yeah. I hate to take the mellow approach here, but, you know, when you're offered big money like that, as well as me, I go to Marquis Frank. Like, come on now. So I want the Bulls. You know, you, you guys can't stay in Chicago. You know, especially it looks like they're willing to build around him now. As people said, he deserved his contract. He deserved his money. They were to build around him now. He's the future of the Chicago Bulls. With with them signing him, if he does take that max deal, that means that guys like Gibson are probably going to have to go. Mike Dunleavy would have to go. That changes the complexion of the bench in Chicago. Does that worry you? Because those bench guys, at least you know through the Tom Thibodeau, has got a lot of uh, a lot of play and had a lot of production. Guys like Kirk Heinrich. So you're going to have to say goodbye to a couple of those players that have been marquee players for the Bulls, whether Taj starting or coming off the bench, guys like Mike Dunleavy. Does that concern you mm-hmm. as a Bulls fan that your bench could be, see some uh, reductions in talent? Uh, not really. You know, ch- change has definitely been needed the last couple seasons. Don't have a great player, don't get me wrong. Um, but there, there's other players out there they can add to this nucleus that they have right now. And, you know, as you said, it is time to say bye. You know, what, what's been going what lineup they've been having hasn't been working. You know, they haven't won. So, move on. I'll tell you what, you know, we, we, we've seen Toronto shake things up uh, a bit. We've seen, um, uh, well, I mean, Cleveland's probably going to shake things up a little bit, not 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 necessarily with the important players. I mean, maybe Kevin Love. But, uh, I mean, Bulls tried to be really aggressive last year, uh, brought in Carmelo, among other things. But, I'm looking at it as a team that wants to get aggressive and go after some of these free agents. But you know, Mo just talked about some breaking news where the Lakers are. Uh, uh, who'd you say they're going after? Cousins, Aldridge. Who are they going after? Uh, the, the tandem, Mo. No, no the uh, Lakers are the Lakers are looking to clear cap space right now, looking to trade off contracts to make uh, max deal offers to DeAndre Jordan and. Okay, so Cousins and Jordan. Okay. Yeah. No, that, no, Jordan, uh, and Jordan and Aldridge. Jordan and Aldridge. Jordan and Aldridge. Okay, all right. You're breaking up a little bit. I'm, I'm having a hard time with the phone thing. Maybe it's my end. I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm in the lovely state of Ohio. But you, you, there's a little <laughs> bit of breaking up going on, so I'm not always hearing everything both you guys are saying. But I'm doing my best. Um, at any rate, uh, you know, I know that Chicago would like to get on those sweepstakes too if they could. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm sure they would, but I don't know that, you know, what Chicago needs is fourth quarter scoring. That's one of the places they seem to lie a lot, and I think that's one of the reasons they went after Carmelo, was they need a guy who can take over the game in the fourth quarter, and, and they haven't had that over the last couple of years, and can mm-hmm. give 
be that guy, I don't know. But, you know, to me, D.C., it seems like Chicago needs some fourth quarter. Somebody who can put the ball in the hoop in the fourth quarter. You know what, uh, what, what is it? It's highly unlikely they're going to get both Jordan and Aldridge. Um, first of all, this is a whole other argument. Uh, I'm going to change the subject a little bit, but I'm wondering when guys like DeAndre Jordan were worthy of max money. Um, we're talking about a guy who's defensively, he's great. But offensively, I don't see him doing anything. He can't even make a free throw. And this guy deserves a max contract. No, I'm, right, I'm, but I'm around, really the basket, though, around, the, around the basket, though, I mean, he can put the ball in the hoop. You're right, he can't make a free throw to save his life or shoot outside. But around the basket, he, you know, he was averaging, what, 17 points a game last year? I mean, it's all around the basket. But, you know, a guy who can put, you know, at least unlike Justin Thompson, you know, can't seem to put the ball in the basket anywhere. You know, at least DeAndre Jordan could get those offensive rebounds and put the ball back in the hoop. You know, so I mean, I see some value there. I don't know, like you said, I don't know if it's max deal value, but I see, I see value mm-hmm. to him. But team with Marcus Aldridge, that's a pretty badass front line if you're in Los Angeles. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. That puts them in great position. It, you know, that make them a playoff team. I would say so. Um, you know, Kobe, Russell, Randall coming back. That'd be a great. It's just, it's hard. First of all, it's hard to imagine them actually pulling that off with all the other teams that are going to be involved with those guys. And then second of all, I just don't. I don't think there's enough money to go around. I really don't see them clearing enough cash space to get both of them. Yeah, with, with the opt-outs we've seen out there, DC, um, you know, who do you think? Who do you think it would be like numero uno on the Pacers' wish list, the Bulls' wish list of the available free agents out there? Those that you think are going to move, and and even like a wishful thinking wish list. I don't think the Bulls really <laughs> thought they were going to get Carmelo Anthony last year. They were looking at him. They tried to get him. But I don't think they. I don't think anybody thought Melo was really going to leave New York and take less money to go somewhere else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. Everybody knew he was staying. Um, I'd say okay. I got one of each, and they're right. definitely they're definitely wishing. They're both very unlikely. But uh, Chicago, I'm gonna go Dwayne Wade. Nice. Um, a couple years ago, they were you know they when, when the big three all signed to Miami, the Bulls were very very engaged with Wade to go to Chicago. I think that'll be, that'll happen again this offseason with him being a free agent. You know, he's looking to sign elsewhere. I really do think Dwayne Wade is actually going to entertain some offers. So I'm going to go Wade to Chicago as one wish. And if our Pacers, I'm going to go Rajon Rondo. If they can somehow pull a trade off to get Rondo, a good distributing point guard, uh, to go along with Paul George on the wing, uh, hopefully they get rid of Hibbert. I can't stand Hibbert. Um, but I'm, I'm going to go Rajon Rondo. I think a good point guard that helps move the ball around will make that team much better and take them to that next level. Right. I think what I think what hurts Rajon Rondo, though, chance of ever coming to Indiana, was the way that the season ended with him in Dallas and Larry Bird and Rick Carlisle. They don't see, you know, when they basically just said, sorry, you're not coming back anymore, Rajon Rondo. You're not going to play again. I, I think that would prevent him from coming to Indiana. The actions of last year, I think it cost himself a lot of money. Uh, in mm. Chicago, I think D Wade would be great, but if they sign Jimmy Butler to a max deal, your free agent shot pretty well done. Uh, for the Pacers, mm. for me, I, I think it's Monte Ellis. The Pacers need another guy who can create his own shot, who's not going to cost them a ton of money that they can fill in that you know twelve to thirteen million dollar range that David West made, and a guy who you know again who can shoot the basketball. And uh, you know I don't know if there's a point guard out there that uh, that Indiana picks up. That, so you can move George Hills, but I think Monte also would be the guy that would fit in real good right there between uh, George Hill and Paul George. 
Well, you know, the way Rondo ended his season in Dallas, my problem is that, you know, he didn't fit in with that team. You know, you got guys, you got a guy like Monte Ellis who's also on the backcourt who generally demands the ball. Like, he's the one who handles the ball mostly for Dallas. And Rondo, he needs to be the guy to handle the ball. Whatever team he's on, he needs the ball. He needs to orchestrate the offense. And him and Ellis did not mesh well together at all. But I think with him going to Indy, right. I think that would be perfect. Throw to Paul George on the wing. Let Paul George work. Uh, get Hibbert if he's there involved. Scola, Miles Turner. I think I think Rondo would be a good pickup for him. And, you know, I, honestly, I was hoping that they would have drafted Cameron Payne. I think I said that on air with you guys before yeah. um, with, with their 10th pick. I think they really need a point guard. You know, they that, they need another score as well. But I got, Monte Ellis is going to eat a lot of money up. You know, the teams are going to be looking for another score. And it seems like the Hawks, who are going to have a ton of money after losing Millsap, you know, the teams are going to throw some money out there. And I think the guy like Ellis is going to be making – he's going to want around 14, 15 mil a year. Well, at, right, but- DC, at DC Hendricks, our, uh, our guest uh, on uh, NBA Talk, I think you had a follow-up for him, Mo. Well, no, I was just going to say, you know, Ellis played in Dallas for $8 million a year, and, and maybe he does command some more money. I think you're right. But, you know, the Pacers can, can spend a little bit. You know, they've got up to, I think, $17 million right now that they can spend. I, I just don't know that they can trade Roy Hibbert. I don't know who's going to take Roy Hibbert this year for $15.5 million. And, and remember, if you're the Pacers with the way the NBA works, you've got to take that kind of contract back. And I don't know who's, who's dumb enough to take Hibbert unless you find a team that's awful and who will take Hibbert just to have the expiring contract. But who do you take back? You know, do you sell yourself with more bad contracts if you're the Pacers? You know, do you see a way that they can get out from underneath Roy Hibbert's deal in this last year? DC, we got you? Yeah, sorry about that. I lost you guys for a second. That's Cutting right. out a little bit. That's all right. Uh, Is there a way, DC, that the Pacers get out from underneath Roy Hibbert? Um, it's going to be very difficult to find anybody that's interested in him. Um, at this point, but they're, they're they'll be very active. You know, they really were kind of hoping that he want to move on, but you know, the money that he picked up from that option, you know, he he's not going. He wasn't going to go anywhere. So they're, they're going to try to explore some options and see what they can get. But it, it is going to be very difficult, and they might have to wait it out until you know his, his contract is fully up, and then they'll be able to move on. All right, DC, one more question for you, and then we'll let, let you get back to work, pal. Man, we appreciate your time, obviously, as always. Uh, you know, assuming it's not the Lakers pulling off this big deal to clear everybody off the roster except Kobe and make the runs uh, for the free agents, if it's not the Lakers who make the biggest splash, the big oh-wow move of, of the offseason, chances are it'll be somebody else. Who do you think it is? Who do you think is the one that makes the oh-wow move in the offseason? Huh, if it's not the Lakers? If it's not the Lakers, yeah. Who, who, I'm going to take, take the easy way out, and I'm going to go Dallas Mavericks. Um, they've been very active since you know, since the season's been over. Right. They've been linked to contacting, uh, you know, they uh, DeAndre Jordan, Aldridge, they've been linked to them throughout this entire process. And I think, I think they'll come out with at least one of them. I actually think they'll end up getting um, – Jordan, when it's all yeah. said and done, it's kind of my bold prediction. I think DeAndre Jordan will be in a Dallas Mavericks uniform. And, you know, that, that'll that be my pick. Other than 
All right. Well, hey, DC, uh, good stuff. Uh, uh, you know what? I said that was the last question, but one more. Uh, is John Calipari going to be like rumored <laughs> to be going for every opening uh, that there is in the NBA for coaches? What'd you say, Billy? <laughs> is John Calipari going to be rumored to take every coaching job that becomes available in the NBA now? Because uh, now it's now he's trying to he's he's trying not to be disrespectful and saying no, I'm not interested in the Sacramento Kings. I'm not I'm not interested in that dumpster fire of Sacramento. He's not going nowhere, man. He's he's staying at Kentucky. He he better. Yeah. I'll be furious. He leaves at this moment. You already know where I'm at with the Wildcats, but you know it. it if the right opportunity comes aboard, yeah. I do think eventually he will leave. Eventually he'll get fired because I don't think Kentucky is going to win for another. I don't think they'll be in that position. So I, you know, after a while it is going to take a toll on. Mm-hmm. What do I do now? And I do think when the right opportunity presents itself, he will move on to the NBA. He's a great coach, but right now he's content with Kentucky. He's going to try to win the championship with those guys. Another one at least. All right, man. Hey, good stuff. Thanks, DC. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Thanks again. Uh, you bet, man. Uh, DC Hendricks uh, gives some good insight and some strong opinions about things. Uh, are you with DC? You think Mark Cuban's uh, doing some Shark Tank work and getting everybody to come down to Dallas, Mo? Yeah, I don't know that he gets DeAndre Jordan. Now, you know, we saw that Des Bryant and Jerry Jones are going to try to help recruit, and, uh, yeah. you know, Aldridge is from Dallas. Uh, and, and DeAndre Jordan, his favorite player in all-time in the NFL is Michael Irvin from the Cowboys. So, uh, I mean, I, I think he gets – if he does get anybody, it's, it's Jordan. I don't think he gets any of the top guys. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Cuban's probably one of the best owners in sports to work for. I mean, he does take care of his guys. So, uh, it, it shocks me he doesn't get more of the big-name guys. But, you know, and he's got Dirk on the cheap for, you know, a super aging superstar. So, uh, you know, a couple moves here or there, but he's also got Tyson Chandler, you know, that he got last yeah. year from the Knicks that he can bring back as well. So, I, mean, I don't know that Mark Cuban can do anything to revive Dirk Nowitzki at this point. I mean, I, I love Dirk, and I, and I know, you know, what a game changer he was. Uh, but, you know, he looks like he can barely even move on the floor anymore. It's it's it's, it's almost sad to see him out there, him laboring, getting uh, getting around on the floor. He can't even move his knees. Well, part of that is he needs to cut his hair, too, because when his hair gets sweaty and it's sticking there, it makes him look really, really sad. Yeah, yeah, that, too. Uh, greasy hairball, kind of like uh, <laughs> uh, Spicoli from uh, yes. Fast Times at Ridgemont. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, all right, uh, getting a break in. We're going to uh, continue on with our number two, uh, talking uh, about what's going on in the world of sports. Definitely got to do a where in the world is Luke Ridenauer uh, uh, segment uh, because maybe he's changed teams again. I don't know, but uh, we'll get that in before we're done at uh, 9 o'clock with you weeknights from 7 to 9. Mo Times at Mo Radio Show. I'm at Billy Elvis at BS Sports The Fan. We thank you very much. We're taking a break, and we'll be back next on the BS Sports Show. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, which can be found at indianasportsradio.com. Tune in for our unique slant on the world of sports, covering your teams in the state of Indiana, as well as the top national stories, too. The BS Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, Mo Time's at Mo Radio Show, at BS Sports The Fan. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana at indianasportsradio.com. At McDuff Realty Group, their top priority is helping you achieve maximum results from the purchase or sale of your home. 
With over 20 years of marketing and sales experience, Joe Shoemaker and his team will provide you with an aggressive, passionate strategy that delivers the results you expect. For real estate services in Central Indiana, call Joe Shoemaker at 317-413-8501 or visit online at mcduffrealty.com. At Roof Home Mortgage, we understand that every borrower is different, so we offer a variety of products to meet your individual mortgage financing needs, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, new construction, first-time home buyers, reverse mortgages, and, of course, refinancing. Want to learn more? Just call Brian Graham, the Mortgage Man, at 260-248-8333 or visit him online at ruoff.com backslash Brian Graham and let him help you finance the home of your dreams. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show weekdays from 7 to 9. And every Friday, as well as Monday, we're at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill, Fort's Best Damn Sports Bar. Fridays, it's part of the original weekend starter party with the all-you-can-eat wing and fish buffet, 8.50 adults, 4 bucks for kids, and great prizes. And Monday, lots of special guests, including Comet Head Coach Gary Graham and Matt Ant's Head Coach Connor Henry. It's the BS Sports Show weekdays 7 to 9, and at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill in Georgetown North every Monday and Friday night. Okay, so what do you have? Ryan, what do you think? Oh, uh... <laughs> oh. Um... Lollygag, it ain't for leaders. They're too busy making plays happen. Answering the call. Earning their big boy pants. Isn't it time to be the leader you were born to be? The playbook's right there, Captain. What's the call? We'll have nachos, fried pickles, pretzels, buffaletos, honey barbecue wings, and waters all around. Grab a seat. The game is on. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Ugh, I hate these big-ass prices. Sounds like you could use some big-ass savings. I'd love some big-ass savings. Kmart Shop Your Way members save 30 cents a gallon. 30 cents a gallon? That's a big-ass discount. Big-ass discount. A really big-ass discount. Really big-ass discount. Honey, this solves your big-ass problem. Totally solves my big-ass problem. Yeah, look at that big-ass truck. Big-ass man. Hello, Big Ass Man! Shop your way, members. Get Big Ass Savings. Save 30 cents a gallon when you spend $50 or more at Kmart. It's the BS Sports Show. You need to calm down. I mean, I'm not that excited about this show when they pay me. Welcome back to the BS Sports Show Tuesday night edition. Tomorrow night we'll be at Pyromaniac Fireworks out there at Times Corners. Coach Gary Graham of the Fort Wayne Comets. His, uh, his uh, fireworks store will be there blowing stuff up tomorrow from 7 to 9, so stop out and see us. Then Thursday night I'll be taking over the reins at the uh, weekend starter party as we get ready for the 4th of July weekend, and you can join us out there. Lots of uh, time to spend time with the BS Sports Show out and about uh, this week. All right. Well, hey, a quick update on uh, Team USA, 0-0 in the uh, second half. Uh, and... Uh, Tell you what, uh, when scoreless at halftime, Team USA is undefeated in World Cup play. So wow. uh, that's that's something to be said there. This is a high-scoring German team. To keep them off the board in the first half is a victory for Team USA. Well, let's see if they can sneak one in and get to the World Cup final. Because hey, we we need we need all the little USA we can get, man. We're not going to have any at Wimbledon. <laughs> sure. Uh, we're heading into Fourth of July weekend. How about rooting on Team USA for a World Cup? That'd be a great. Uh, rah, rah, red, white, and blue kind of little nugget for the weekend, wouldn't it, Mo? Oh, for sure. Yeah, a couple of little tidbits, too, that you can see uh, on our Twitter accounts. You know, we're very active on Twitter, both of us, at Billy Ellis, at BS Sports Fan, and at Mo Radio Show. I just put a video of D Gordon 
had a three-run inside-the-park home run for the Marlins, the first ever at, uh, at Marlins Park. Oh, wow. Wow. Also, uh, you know, I, love, I love when you see these things, too. The Hawks announced that Kyle Korver underwent successful surgery on his right elbow. Have you ever seen where uh, a team is like, oh, man, this guy had a horrendous, horrendous surgery, <laughs> horrendous operation today. It, everything about it went wrong. I mean, you know, yeah. we never see. Yeah, you're right. You never hear about those press releases. Well, we, we, you know, he, he went through surgery and it was an absolute, uh, uh, it was an absolute mess. Uh, it couldn't have gone worse, and uh, we feel sorry for him and his family in the future. You know, you never hear that statement. No, <laughs> they yeah. keep they don't release that one. And that was actually the second part of the statement. There were the Hawks announced that they officially promoted Mike Busenholzer, their head coach, to also the president of the uh, of basketball operations as well. Yeah, well, how about that, huh? Uh, a couple headlines grabbed my eye. I love the the one that says LeBron and the Cavs are interested in Dunleavy. You know, LeBron comes first in that equation, but LeBron and the Cavs are interested in Dunleavy. <laughs> yeah, he wants and, a reliable he wants a reliable shooter, doesn't he? I, I didn't know he meant Mike Senior or Mike Junior. Yeah, exactly. Maybe both. Maybe he just wants the Dunleavies. God, what a mistake that would. The other headline I saw. And I know you saw it, too. I saw you retweeted it earlier, speaking of Twitter. Uh, the legendary Mr. Philip Knight uh, is going to be um, stepping down as chairman of the board of one of the most influential organizations of our lifetime, Nike. Influential in so many ways, so many ways. Uh, Nike is uh, a, a huge reason. You know, our kids drain our wallets for tennis shoes these days, but but also... Uh, you know, why why athletes' salaries are so huge. You know, Nike, I mean, was out there spending big, big bucks on sports and now uh, forced others to step up or get the hell out of the way, not just Adidas, not just uh, some of the other shoemakers, uh, but, but, but entities like Gatorade and entities like... Uh, uh, Powerade and you know the, the, the war of the war of sponsorships of getting high profile athletes to represent your product to give it cred to give it street cred. Uh, Nike taught the world how to do that. Philip Knight was the man behind that. Yeah, and it shocks me he's stepping down. I mean, seventy nine years old. That seems like a job you would keep for life. You know what I mean? Well, I'm sure there's some sort of you know role he'll have, and I'm sure he still will have an office in the building. That's for sure. And I'm sure he'll be going to all the Oregon Ducks games, amongst other things. But, you know, as far as day-to-day operating the company, I mean, why the hell would you want to do that at 77? You're a billionaire, man. Just go sail the seven seas, man. That's what I'd do. Get the hell out of Dodge. Take a break. I'll tell you, I won a contest in sixth grade and got to go to Indianapolis and hear Phil Knight speak. And it it was was definitely an interesting dude. He's not – he's a – He's a uh, different kind of cat, different kind of cat. And that was it. Was the year? I think when I was in sixth grade, it was the year they just came out with the "Just Do It." So we all right, got just right. sure, you know. And it, uh, you know, there's I don't know. If there's ever been a better marketing mind maybe than Phil Knight. And uh, you know, you, you, like you said, look at, I mean, athlete, uh, you know, a retired athlete still sells more merchandise than anybody in the world. Yeah, I mean, Jordan yeah. is just unbelievable. So Phil Knight's definitely a smart dude. Yeah, so stepping down, uh, I'd like to be the guy that takes over uh, Nike, wouldn't you? No, I don't know if I'd want to be the guy that takes over Nike. you got a lot to keep up with. Well, the current CEO is the one who's going to do that, so yeah, he's already yeah. been there for a while, so he's going to be CEO and chairman, and that's a rough gig. Yeah, rough gig. 
Uh, hey, by the way, Alex Morgan earned a penalty kick, and uh, Carly Lloyd converts. It's one nothing USA, USA wow. over the German steroid women. So if if you don't own, if you don't, uh, you don't have to take the penalty kick if you if you earn one. Or is she injured? No, no uh, she must have been injured. She must have not been able to take the penalty kick. Uh, chances are she got hurt and she couldn't do it. So. I don't know if but you noticed yeah. that. Uh, go ahead, sorry. Good. No, I was just going to say uh, Germany missed their penalty kick, uh, but USA did not. They convert. So uh, USA in good position. They've already shut down the Germans. Now they can really shut them down because they don't need to score another goal. Yeah, and uh, you know the, the thing about I don't know if you noticed that Abby Wack, who has taken a lot of the penalty kicks, she's a reduced role in tonight's game. You know, yeah, she's yeah. the team, and she's had a she's had a reduced role tonight. Yeah, kind of a curious decision, if you will. Uh, but it's paying off so far. Uh, just had to do with matchups with the German squad, and uh, they wanted to maximize the situation. And like I said, so far so good. With a, a one a one nil lead, uh, what what minute are they in? Sixty eighth, sixty ninth minute. Uh, so coming down to the wire in their effort to get to the World Cup final. Good good for Team USA. That's for sure. Another headline that I, I saw that just came out, uh, you know, this is one of the fights that people have been looking forward to more than any, I think, lately. Uh, it's not been around. Fight. Jose Aldo, who had a rib injury, who we weren't sure was going to be able to fight Colin McGregor at the UFC 189, is going to fight him now. Even with the rib injury, he's going to fight McGregor, and that's going to be a humongous fight. You know, it's one of those ones. Uh, you know, there hasn't been a lot of big MMA fights lately that don't involve the name Rousey, but uh, this fight's going to be huge, and, and Jose Aldo is going to fight McGregor now at it, it, uh at UFC 189, and it, it looked like he wasn't going to be able to, so that's huge news for the UFC. Yeah, you think he's being coerced to fight, uh, or do you think he's really healthy enough to, 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 to fight? Um, I would say he's probably being coerced to fight, or monetarily yeah. uh, embarrassed to fight. I think it's a, you know probably a Manny Pacquiao situation. He's got an excuse now if he loses, and uh, you know if he wins, A, all the better, but the money that he's going to be pulling down him and McGregor for this fight, I don't think I could turn it down. No, no, uh, I agree. Uh, you know, you take your chances. You hope that you're feeling good by the time uh, uh, you got to get in the octagon. But by the same token, you've got to be careful training, too, because you could take one wrong punch. I mean, how do you take any punches to the ribs if you're getting ready for this fight? You can't. Well, yeah, and I think the reason you get in here, you get in there, like you said, if you're Aldo, is all these other fights where you fought in front of 50 people at an armory, this yeah. is what you've worked for, to get this payday. This is this is what you've worked through all that training and all these fights and all those fights in front of you know whoever coming up is to get to this payday. So I think that's why you fight. You don't you don't turn this down because who knows if you get this opportunity again. I think you for sure fight. All right. Well, cool. Uh, you're right though. Uh, could be a nice little uh, nice little card there that night uh, that that's going to happen. And uh, the UFC needs that. Uh, the fight game in general needs that. So um, well, I'm glad to hear that happen, man. I mean, did you ever think that we'd be at a point to where we would say that a woman would be the top draw in UFC? Well, who's the top draw in NASCAR, really? I mean, it's Danica Patrick. I think Dale Jr. is still a top draw in NASCAR. Yeah, but you know what I mean. I mean, my point is is that when there's an oddity, and right now right. Ronda Rousey is an oddity uh, of sorts, uh, and – that, you know, she's a semi-hot chick like Danica, and that's just going to bring attention. It's the uh, it's the Anna Kornikova factor that adds to it, you know. Uh, and it only helps that 
unlike Anna Kornikova, and unlike Danica Patrick, Ronda yeah. Rousey wins. Ronda Rousey's dominant. Yeah, and and UFC smart to capitalize now because sooner or later people are going to get tired of it. You know, they'll turn on her like they did Duke basketball and you know all the, the Yankees and. They'll get tired of seeing her win, but you know she might have a competitor in that Brazilian chick that uh, whooped ass a couple of weeks ago. So, you know, Ronda Rousey is is definitely you know she's expanding now and she's expanding the movies and doing all kinds of stuff and getting her her name and face out there. And it's just it's strange to see it. You know, Brock Lesnar the UFC. You know, and his fights weren't great, but he was a huge draw and they didn't have anybody. And maybe other than John Jones, and now that he had all the cocaine issues, uh, he's a non-factor anymore. So now Ronda Rousey's who Dana White has to hang his hat on and. And to have a fight like this with McGregor and Aldo uh, is the first really big fight, I think, that there's been in a long time that could be competitive and good, where Rousey's are just, you know, ass-kicking. Yeah, what's Rampage Jackson doing these days? Is he acting or is he fighting? Is he in or out of the game? I don't even know anymore. He left Bellator, which was, you know, the other on the spike. And uh, they sued UFC, and he went back to UFC. He's fighting there. The last fight uh, that Bellator had that was of significance was a, a week ago Friday, on Spike, uh, uh, it was uh, Kimbo Slice, the uh, the street fighter, uh, mm-hmm. against uh, Ken Shamrock, and it, it, a lot of people thought it was fixed. Shamrock got uh, choked out, uh, but oh. it wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. But well, you remember when you know you talk about Ronda Rousey and her dominance, and uh, you, you remember when Layla Ali uh, brought a little excitement to women's boxing for a while, and for a second, uh, yeah. Yeah, and then they could find they couldn't find anybody to fight her. She was so dominant, and and even if they did find some sort of formidable foe, nobody cared. I mean, they cared about Leila Ali, but there wasn't anybody else in the fight game for women that mattered. So it just kind of fizzled out real quick. And I think that's you know that's the writing on the wall for Ronda Rousey. There's she's going to run out of fighters. There isn't going to be anybody else to fight, and it's. It's, she's just going to fade off into the sunset and go into acting or porn or both. I, I think what happens is, is you know, there's some excitement for this Brazilian girl, and she whoops her pretty quick. What will happen is this UFC will, will have a fight overseas or in another country where she can fight a man. That will be the next step because it won't happen in the United States. No no governing body will sanction it. So I, I think will – I will go out on a limb right now and guarantee that Ronda Rousey will do pornography before she fights a man. No, I think she fights that uh, transvestite girl. That transvestite. Oh fight. yeah, yeah. Technically, she Willie would fight John- a man. Willie Johnson. What's her name? Uh, something starts with a T. It's a double T. Uh, yeah. God, I had her on my show a couple of years ago too. Uh, no, you're can- right. That that's exactly who Ronda Rousey fights next. And they'll have to do it overseas, somewhere where she can technically legally fight her. But uh, I said that's who she winds up fighting. Mm. All right. Well, uh, we're going to get one last break in here in a few minutes. Uh, if you if you missed it, uh, Team USA is up 1-0 on uh, the Germans in an epic battle in the semis of the Women's World Cup. Uh, Hope Solo uh, basically guaranteed a win. Basically said, we're going to come out on top. It's always a, a slippery slope when you start guaranteeing victories, but um, you know, the Hope Solos and Team USA has got enough to back up their words. Well, and of all people, she should not be the one saying anything really right now because honestly, uh, you know, like Ben Smith and I talked said uh, you know with you a couple of weeks ago on Monday. I don't think she be, she should be playing right now. She's playing right. because it's the US, it's the World Cup. But if it was an NFL player, right, now, we would be outraged if he was playing in games. You know, 
If, if Ray Rice had played in the game last year, we would be outraged. And we're not because it's Team USA against the world, and it's, hope, and it's a woman. Yeah, I think it's, it's very, uh, uh, you know, it, it's uh, very hypocritical of the United States. But, you know, she's there playing, so I guess they might as well win. But I, if I was right, I'd keep my mouth shut. Yeah, I wonder what the rest of the world's saying. We don't get to see. You know, we talk about, you know, what do you want to call it, uh, censorship or whatnot, but. I guarantee you there's some headlines elsewhere in the world where people are oh, questioning yeah. why, why Hope Solo is even playing, and, and and we're not seeing it in our newspapers. We're yeah. just too rah-rah USA. Yeah, they're hypocrites. Oh, you know, they make a big deal about these NFL guys not playing, right. and then all of a sudden, you know, right. she, she's got two arrests, and, uh, and she's playing. Yeah. At any rate, we're going to take a break. We'll get the uh, last segment going. We're going to talk a little Brett Favre next, amongst other things. Uh, we've even got uh, a little game we're going to play uh, at the expense of Luke Ridenour. Uh And uh, a tidbit about Russell Wilson you may or may not know. All on the way in the final segment of our Tuesday edition of the BS Sports Show. So thanks for tuning in, whether it's at thebsportshow.com and the links to listen there, or whether you checked us out at all-new Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana at indianasportsradio.com. Thanks for tuning in. Your thoughts encouraged, Mo Radio Show, Billy Elvis, BS Sports the Fan on Twitter, and uh, we have Facebook pages as well. And we'll be back to wrap it up next on the BS Sports Show. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show, now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, which can be found at indianasportsradio.com. Tune in for our unique slant on the world of sports, covering your teams in the state of Indiana, as well as the top national stories, too. The BS Sports Show. I'm at Billy Elvis, Mo Time's at Mo Radio Show, at BS Sports The Fan. Now on Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, at indianasportsradio.com. At McDuff Realty Group, their top priority is helping you achieve maximum results from the purchase or sale of your home. With over 20 years of marketing and sales experience, Joe Shoemaker and his team will provide you with an aggressive, passionate strategy that delivers the results you expect. For real estate services in central Indiana, call Joe Shoemaker at 317-413-8501 or visit online at mcduffrealty.com. At Roof Home Mortgage, we understand that every borrower is different, so we offer a variety of products to meet your individual mortgage financing needs, including conventional, FHA, VA, USDA, new construction, first-time home buyers, reverse mortgages, and, of course, refinancing. Want to learn more? Just call Brian Graham, the Mortgage Man, at 260-248-8333 or visit him online at ruoff.com backslash Brian Graham and let him help you finance the home of your dreams. Hi, this is Billy Elvis, and along with Mo Time, we host the BS Sports Show weekdays from 7 to 9. And every Friday, as well as Monday, we're at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill, Fort's Best Damn Sports Bar. Fridays, it's part of the original weekend starter party with the all-you-can-eat wing and fish buffet, 8.50 adults, 4 bucks for kids, and great prizes. And Monday, lots of special guests, including Comet Head Coach Gary Graham and Matt Ant's Head Coach Connor Henry. It's the BS Sports Show weekdays 7 to 9, and at Wrigley Field Bar and Grill in Georgetown North every Monday and Friday night. Okay, so what do you have? Ryan, what do you think? Oh, uh... Um... Lollygaggity for leaders. They're too busy making plays happen. Answering the call. Earning their big boy pants. Isn't it time to be the leader you were born to be? The playbook's right there, Captain. What's the call? 
Full of nachos, fried pickles, pretzels, buffalitos, honey barbecue wings, and waters all around. Grab a seat. The game is on. Buffalo Wild Wings. Wings, beer, sports. Ugh, I hate these big-ass prices. Sounds like you could use some big-ass savings. I'd love some big-ass savings. Kmart Shop Your Way members save 30 cents a gallon. 30 cents a gallon? That's a big-ass discount. Big-ass discount. A really big-ass discount. Really big-ass discount. Honey, this solves your big-ass problem. Totally solves my big-ass problem. Dad, look at that big-ass truck. Big-ass man. Hello, big-ass man. Shop Your Way members get big-ass savings. Save 30 cents a gallon when you spend $50 or more at Kmart. Meet the fuel-efficient Ford Focus. Along with great handling, the Focus also comes with Girls' Night Out and Girls' Night In and road trips and the scenic route and swimming and weekly car washes and making connections and unexpected speed dating. Only Ford gives you EcoBoost fuel economy and a whole lot more. With so many ands, where will you end up? The fuel-efficient Ford. This is a bad show. They worked really hard, and it didn't make it good. It's the BS Sports Show. And the home stretch of a Tuesday night edition. I'm at Billy Elvis. Mo Time is at Mo Radio Show at BS Sports. The fan. Don't forget our simply gorgeous and awesome, beautiful BS Sports Show girl. At Cam underscore star 92. Find her on Twitter. Follow her. Check out her pictures. Uh, they're mostly tasteful. Mostly tasteful. Very cute girl. I love the Very photos of her. Last night. Yeah, I, lo- I, lo- I love the photos of her taking her uh, sister out for her 21st birthday. Giving her uh, giving her a good time. Yeah, I, I haven't creeped enough yet, evidently. i got to go back and look at those. <laughs> Yeah, check those out, dude. Check those out. I, I, haven't girl, been alone. I haven't been alone anywhere where I can look at those yet. I'll do that here in a little bit. Girls, 21st birthday party. Come on. You got to yeah. check it out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and check out our beautiful, uh, whom we respect greatly, uh, our BS Sports Show girl, at Cam underscore star 92. Uh, so uh, are we ready for the game? We got to do the game. I, I know I want to talk about Brett Favre. Let's save that. Let's let's get to the game uh, with regard to NBA. Uh off-season moves. All right, here we go. Tell me where in the world is Loop Ridden Hour. Sounded just like him, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> so, do we know what NBA team Luke Ridenauer is on today? I don't know. But as far as I know, it was a fourth time he was traded this offseason uh, and maybe still counting. But the Oklahoma City Thunder sent, uh, sent Luke Ridenauer to the Toronto Raptors today. So... That's the fourth team this off. That's that's the fourth team in about a week. How crazy is it if you're Luke Ridenour, huh? I mean, do, do you at least do you at least grab one of those jerseys from all those teams for a while? I mean, do you have that in your collection now, or do you, did you not even spend any time there to even get a jersey? Uh, yeah, I don't know that he ever moved. I don't know that. He went from what Memphis to Charlotte, yeah, to Oklahoma he, City. He was yeah. He, he was acquired by the Thunder. 
prior to the draft in a deal with Charlotte. Uh, that was the one that moved Jeremy Lamb. Since then, he's also been shipped from the Magic to the Grizzlies, from the Grizzlies to the Hornets, and from the Hornets to the Thunder. So the thirty the, the thirty the 34-year-old is feeling pretty dizzy today. He's like, all right, come on, I've already made seven calls to Nike for new shoes. What the hell? So that's five teams in, right? Five teams? Magic to Memphis to Charlotte to the Thunder to Toronto. Yeah. yeah I got to get a pass. That is five teams. Wow. Crazy. Uh, that's a fun yeah. game. So, you know, where in the world is Luke Ridenauer? Well, as of today, Tuesday. Luke Ridenauer. <laughs> Toronto, today. Who knows, tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe maybe coming to an NBA city near you. Uh, that would be cool to uh, every team traded him. If you could hit all 32 teams before the season started, that would be awesome. Or all 30 teams, I guess, before the season started. Do you, do you feel kind of special if you're Luke Ridenauer? Like everybody wants you? Or do you feel like you're a dick and, and nobody wants you? I mean, how do you? what's your take on that if you're Luke Ridenauer? I would definitely make Billy Squire's song my ringtone. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I mean, uh, in, until somebody doesn't want you anymore, you know, yeah. I mean – as long as somebody keeps, you know, obviously he's he's enough to get, keep continue getting traded, so people, other teams are wanting him. Or he's like Brendan Haywood, who has that uh, unguaranteed ten and a half million dollar contract this year with Cleveland, who San Antonio is trying to pick up. You know, he's got a contract that people want, not necessarily his skills. But hey, if, as long as the team still wants me on their roster or on the end of their bench to collect my couple million a year, I'd take it. I mean, uh, there's definitely two ways to look at it. The glass half full is is that everybody in the league wants Luke Ridenauer. Uh, the, the the glass is half empty. People are like, uh, he's like a hot potato. Holy crap! Our, our hands are burning. We got to get rid of Luke. Who'd we get in that deal, Luke Ridenauer? Get rid of Luke Ridenauer. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, there's there's two ways to look at it. Two angles to take on that. If I'm Luke Ridenauer, I'm choosing to think, man, everybody in the league seems to want me. <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to be. You don't want to wind up with Luke Redenauer when the music stops, huh? Yeah. And speaking of the music stopping, uh, the Germans might have to go cry in their Wiener Schnitzel because it's now a two nothing Team USA lead in the semis. Uh, it, what, we get more bonus time now, since so it gives the Germans a chance to catch up. Yeah. Well, they're in the 88th minute, so bonus time's already started. So, or uh, it's going to be starting very soon. So, uh, you know, a two goal lead. Hope Solo, Team USA, it's over. It's over. Congrats to the uh, the USA women. Uh, they'll be playing for uh, the 2015 World Cup. And, and you know, I don't know. It's going to be controversial. If they end up winning the Cup, it's going to be even more controversial with the whole situation with Hope Solo. Yeah, for sure. For sure. All right, how about Brett Favre, man? Yeah, talking to Sports Illustrated, he says he feels like he could play today. He's 45. He's 45. I know he got rid of his gray hair. I've seen the commercials. Uh, but he's 45, says he can play today. Uh, you believe in Brett Favre? You think he's got that heart, that desire, that animal instinct? I don't know. I saw his last few plays before he hung him up the final time, and he he looked like he he lost more than a step. He lost like a whole flight of stairs uh, in those last couple games he played before he went away. So I don't know if he's recaptured youth somehow, fountain of youth. He's hanging out with Ponce de Leon down there in the south. I don't know, but I don't think – Brett Favre is being realistic when he says he feels he can play with the guys now. 
I think he could if he if he did the uh, Tony Gonzalez and didn't go to training camp or play in any preseason games until he got hit the first time. Uh, I mean that yeah I mean but the thing is is can he move can he get out of harm's way I don't think so I don't think he would last a minute I think he would yep. end up on his ass. I think he'd have to play backup in a place like Dallas somewhere that's got a strong offensive line. Yeah yeah. yeah where he can take uh, two steps and fire it. Yeah, definitely somewhere where he could just be a pocket passer. Uh, maybe he should back up Peyton Manning in Denver. <laughs> yeah, not bad. Not bad. You know, yeah, uh, I mean, Peyton was better than Peyton still. I was going to say, you know, even if Brett Favre's 45, you might have uh, a little bit better footwork than Peyton Manning at times. Because <laughs> Pey- Peyton Manning plays football sometimes like he's 50. Uh, yeah, I mean, watching him run, it makes me feel good about my athletic ability. <laughs> it's so awkward. Uh, it's like watching. You know who used to crack me up? Who ran awful? Who you wouldn't think would was? Remember when Steven Seagal would run in those? You know those movies it was hard to kill. How he ran so you know. Yeah, yeah, really, really awkward. Yeah, yeah. That's what it reminds me when Peyton Manning runs. It's almost it. It makes me feel bad to watch it. Who who runs worse though, Brady or, or Manning? Because Brady's pretty bad too. Brady looks damn awkward when he tries to run. I think Peyton just because he's taller and it makes him and yeah. you know how goofy he looks compared to Tommy. I mean. Can Tommy really do anything that's not stylish? Let's be honest. Uh, he's a hot dude. I'll give him that. He's hotter <laughs> than Peyton, that's for sure. Uh, so you, you you get a little cred on, on how you look when you're hot. Huh? Uh, I don't know. Peyton, the way Peyton Manning runs, if he were a horse, they'd shoot him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, and they, they, do like, they, they do that like right at the end of the derby on the track still. You know, he'd, he'd, he'd be taking misery on the track. Put him out of his misery. He can't run right. <laughs> he'd, be, he'd be blue quick. Oh, fun stuff, fun stuff. Winding down a Tuesday edition of the uh, uh, BS Sports Show. Uh, U.S. women up two zip on the Germans. And it uh, looks like there's going to be uh, three minutes of extra time. Three minutes yeah. for the Germans to try to shock the world. The Houston Rockets are engaged in trade talks right now, trying to clear cap space to add LaMarcus Aldridge. Wow. Now, that would make, no matter what the Lakers would do, no matter what the Lakers would do, that would that would boost Houston right to the to the front of the front runners for me out west. Even more than Golden State for me, too. Uh, but, yeah. is, you know, that's one of those teams, though, would you have to have play with two basketballs? You know, because you've got a lot of guys there that touches then. Mm-hmm. At the end yeah, of the day, you can have the great players, but you still only have one basketball. That's true. I mean, you definitely, definitely have to figure out, you know, who's gonna, who's gonna have to take sort of a backseat role. But you know, the writing's on the wall. The writing's on the wall. Houston did not have enough last year, and uh, and you know they'll have to try to figure out how to make it all work. I mean, that's there's good and bad with having a bunch of stars on one team. I mean, somebody's gonna have to defer from time to time, take a back seat. And that's not always easy to do. But, you know, if the goal is to win a championship, then you do what you got to do. And it's official. Team USA has beaten Germany 2-0. So, uh, Team USA will play for the Women's World Cup. And you know, I'll, Sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, and you're right. I think that I think that some, I think that people are hoping, I think some nations who have lost are hoping that Team USA wins so, it, you know, the controversy can be started. 
You know, uh, will there be a protest? Or, you know, I don't know what FIFA rules are, but will there be some kind of protest or, you know, whatever uh, uh, against Team USA for playing with somebody, you know, who should should have not played? You know, and I'm surprised if she would if she would have been convicted of a felony already, she wouldn't have been able to travel to Canada to play. That's true. That is very, very true. You're right. So there's a bunch of things to look at with the situation. (laughs) I know. Um, But at the same time, you know, USA, formidable, formidable team, and and shutting down the mighty Germans, holding them to a goose egg. I mean, this this team is primed to win the World Cup. So, you know, regardless of their opponent, this team is primed to win the World Cup. They're ready to go. And we'll just have to wait and see how bad the controversy is. We know that there's already controversy on the men's side of things with uh, regard to uh, selecting, you know, host cities, uh, host countries slash cities for future World Cups. You know, the World Cup doesn't need any more bad press. If Team USA wins it and then all of a sudden the whole world rebels because of the situation with Hope Solo, another black eye for for the sport that's most popular everywhere else in the world but here. Yeah, and did you notice, because maybe it just was me, I didn't realize until the day that they're not playing in one city in Canada. They're playing all over Canada for the Women's World Cup. Yeah, they did that in uh, Brazil, too. They didn't play them all in Rio de Janeiro. They were all over the place. Remember, they were like in flooded areas, and they had to move games to other stadiums. Yeah, they've definitely, because of how many teams are involved, they've definitely got to have more than one venue, and and they usually share it amongst uh, neighboring cities. But um, yeah, that, that doesn't surprise me. Um, uh, and you know, Canada getting the World Cup kind of surprises me. Uh, but you know, the best thing about it for for us here in the U.S. is we're, we're getting basically the same time zone. <laughs> well, that and, and the thing is, Toronto's got a lot of big money cities. I mean, uh, Canada, you right. know, Toronto, yeah. and Edmonton, and the, where the games have been played, Montreal and Winnipeg. Mm-hmm. There's some, you know, Vancouver. There's some big money cities in Canada. Uh, you know, I, I think it it, uh, it it was neat to see. It made sense. Canada's, uh, you know, it's a, a pretty city. You know, as, as beautiful as San Diego is, I don't know that there's a more beautiful city in the world than Vancouver. No, uh, gorgeous, gorgeous city. Uh, Montreal, uh, very rich in history, uh, very French. And uh, Toronto, I love Toronto. I've gone up there a few times on road trips to see the Detroit Tigers and the Blue Jays play. So uh, I'm most familiar with Toronto. And, and I think people would be shocked because uh, I don't think people realize how big Toronto really is, how big of a city that is. No, it's huge. I mean, it's it's very big and, and uh, it's very modern. It's very uh, it's very Americanized. Very yeah. Americanized. Unlike Montreal, uh, right? Which is very which French. Is very European. Yeah, very French. Uh, but Toronto is like well, it's the it's the New York of Canada. That you know, that's all there is to it. Well, I mean, a lot of that are, that are supposed to take place in New York have been shot in Toronto. Yeah, that's so funny uh, because they can pull off the same skylines with the with the huge buildings. But it's it's so funny. It's like New Yorkers would be like, "Wait a minute, wait a minute! You're passing this off as New York. This is not New York. This is not New York. It's the Canadian." That's why I always uh, said if I was going to get a big girl, I'd take her to Canada. That way, with the exchange rate, she's skinny. Yeah, but. Uh, Toronto's roughly the size of Chicago. Uh, it's about a little under three million people, so yeah. it's damn it's a damn big city. Yeah, it is, and it's beautiful up there. It really is. It's uh, and uh, you know, it's uh, I can see why people like to uh, you know. Uh, I know a couple of uh, my relatives who moved to Canada. I can see why it's a beautiful area up there by Toronto. 
And uh, like I said, not too far across the uh, Canadian border from Detroit. It's only about a uh, two-and-a-half, three-hour drive from Detroit uh, when you go through Windsor and then stop off at a few of those lovely bars. All right, man. Let's uh, let's call it a night. Tomorrow night we will assemble at Pyromaniac Fireworks for a Wednesday edition of the show, my last show before vacation. I will not return to action until a week from Friday at the original weekend starter party uh, on the uh, 10th. So uh, that said... Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. Find us on Twitter, Mo Times at Mo Radio Show. I'm at Billy Elvis at BS Sports the Fan. Facebook pages as well. Uh, you can listen on the BSSportsShow.com with the links to listen there, and also at Yahoo Sports Radio Indiana, which is at IndianaSportsRadio.com. And get your fireworks needs taken care of tomorrow night with us as we do our show seven to nine. Pyromaniac Fireworks, Time Corners, Fort Wayne. We're gonna blow some stuff up. Have a great night, Mo. Talk to you tomorrow, brother. All right. Sounds good, man. Uh, Thanks for tuning in to the BS Sports Show.